three, two, one, zero. You're listening to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast, starring Mr. Adam Tate and El Gran Tommy Martinez. And now, without further ado, here's the best podcast that you'll ever hear, and that's according to them, the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. <laughs> welcome and welcome to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast, Season 3, Episode Number 3. And that voice you heard is that of El Gran Tommy Martinez. And that voice you just heard is that of my rock and roll brother and the humblest guy that I know on planet Earth, Mr. Adam Tate. Tommy, it's been a while. It has been. However, check this out. We're ready to deliver yet mm. another great episode of this podcast available on Spotify, right? Apple Podcasts, App, RSS Podcasts, CastBox, and many of your other favorite DSPs. Adam? Owltail. <laughs> oh, I forgot about Owltail. That's right. <laughs> Did we ever figure out what DSP meant? We, we, <laughs> forgot, we forgot what that I, was. I, I don't know. No. <laughs> we, uh, we're on this podcast thing. Think, we, don't, we have I no idea. We were talking about it. My daughter like looked it up yeah. on, on line, and I just, just kind of brushed her off. I got, oh, I got it. Oh, man. Oh, this is crazy. Adam, unfortunately, tonight... Uh-oh. What's happening? We don't have Godzilla behind the control board, How are we going to operate without I his have no magical idea. touch? I don't know. I haven't seen Godzilla since the 18th of November when I was in Crash Boat in Puerto Rico. Is he still there? Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> now, he has sent some content. You know, other, <laughs> he, he's, I'm, I'm calling up his manager. I said, What's, where, where are you? He found so much content on the island of Puerto Rico <laughs> that he's, he hasn't been able to actually pry himself away from it, as, apparently. <laughs> he also found some sad content out there did you see the one where he annihilated that one with the fake butt oh i did <laughs> I, I, I did see that why would she put footage of that I out there know, if you're no, trying no, to be no, fake no, about I, it i have no don't idea. let that be seen and he's all crying at the end i think that's what i think that's why he was embarrassed he was misled you think so <laughs> yeah <laughs> well when i first saw it, i said "Ooh, nice go see though <laughs> must have found a gym down there in puerto rico somewhere <laughs> It's like we're actually in the evening time, Adam. He can probably show up, though, at any time. He has that method of self-propulsion. He does. He, does. he could get here in, in a jiff. But, Adam, it's Saturday night. Oh, that's true. <laughs> and it's Gosilo. He's going to come back with 15 videos from this, from, from this evening. Yeah, I know. It's Saturday night, and I don't expect him tomorrow morning, Sunday morning either. I won't see him in church at all. <laughs> He should be in church. <laughs> he's gonna need. He's gonna need a priest. He's gonna need something. He's gonna need a priest after because the episode we're Godzilla-less. I can't believe. Wow, it. we've been doing really good with Godzilla for the past how... three or four months, man. Well, that'll explain the shoddy nature of this episode. <laughs> okay, okay, we okay, won't okay, have okay, the actual okay, producer okay, okay, behind okay. the glass. Did you get a chance to listen to the last podcast, Adam? I did. I did. I did. What do you think about it? Sounded, it? I think it sounded pretty good. You I made. Did. You made. Uh, you made everything. 
cohesive. Godzilla just he splices everything together. He like he keeps us on track. He does. He does. I, th- I fear. I fear today <laughs> we might just trail off into, into six into hours. Nether regions. Yeah, <laughs> we, might, we might trail off into six hours. So brace yourselves, I loyal know. listeners. <laughs> we were shortening the episodes to like we two thirty-seven. Yeah, something. we. We have no adult supervision. <laughs> not like Godzilla's not an adult anyway, but yeah. Yeah, it sounded pretty good. I thought so too. I was happy with the content of it as well. I think oh, we had fine discussion. I downloaded a, an episode and, and heard it all the way down. Four-hour flight. It was three hours that was almost consumed by this podcast. I said, wow, mm-hmm. not bad at all. You're supposed to do that every once in a while. Uh, what is that called? Is it like a... Uh Air check or something. You're you're, you're checking. Oh, yeah? You're checking actually what's being put out there into into podcast land. Oh, okay. So you have to listen to it just to make sure that the content is up to your standard. Even though it's my horrible voice that I'm listening to. Everybody thinks their voice is horrible. <laughs> it's bad. <laughs> yeah. I don't think. I know mine. Is. <laughs> yeah. I want to shoot myself half the time that I'm listening to the podcast. I, I said I'm glad that I only talk about a third of the time. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Not in the last episode. Uh, by the way, your your sound of the week was also superb. Oh, it was. <laughs> which which one was that? I can't even remember which that one. Was that was the Adele one. Oh, Adele. Well, she put that out there. I mean, I just picked I just picked up on it. That was great. I love it when they put out a blooper reel like that. You know, they show it warts and all. Yeah, some of our Spells fans and all. Some some of our fans in uh, Puerto Rico actually a few of them just talked about that. I think that they <laughs> fast forwarded all the way. To- <laughs> well, that's a lot of fast forwarding because that, that is usually that's like in the last twenty yeah, minutes of the almost, show. That's almost it. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Oh, one of my nephews said, "Oh, the farting part is so funny." So that's not the farting part. Let's that's clear the, that. The sound of the week. That's the sound of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that straight. <laughs> the farting part. <laughs> It's not, it's not always been a fart, I don't yeah, think. I know, I know. I we had that one know. guy that burped, remember? <laughs> <laughs> the, the fart wah-wah pedal one, that, that's the best so far. <laughs> Adam, thanks for inviting me over to Thanksgiving to your home. Yes, we did. That this was our Thanksgiving cool. recap yeah. right here. You came over yeah. to the Casa, and uh, yeah, <laughs> Casa we had, Tate. had quite a few people over there. And you brought things. Yeah, of course. Your wife was helpful as always. Thank you for saying you. You know, you included me on there. <laughs> I drove. <laughs> I drove over there. But no, it was good. It was, it was a fantastic time. I, I thought. thought it was a good time. I love going to your house, man. It's like, it's like a living sitcom. It's, it's, it's great. You get an update on all these people that you only see like once every nine months or so? <laughs> yeah. And the sitcom, I'm the, I'm the recurring uh, character that just shows up every once in a while. <laughs> You're Grady from Sanford and Son? <laughs> yes, to screw it up. Okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, Fred. <laughs> what do you want, Grady? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you big dummy. Okay. Uh, gorilla face. No, it was a good time. I we, we still have mountains of food at the house. Still, yeah. We and what I hate is is that I asked the wife. Said, "Are you hungry? Are you?" Ra-? She said, "Yes, I'm hungry." Okay. What would you like me to get? And she says, "I don't want anything that we had." On Thanksgiving. Ah, dude. So is it up to me? I am the only one that's going to go through all those leftovers and try to (laughs) put a bigger dent in there. Well, good luck with that because that was a lot of food. It was a lot. That was like, what was it, two turkeys? No, we only had one turkey. There there was another turkey. What was the poundage on it? I don't know. It had to be over 20 pounds, dude. It was a bit of a disaster. You know how you have that uh, Thanksgiving uh, image where... You got the, the the dad over the over the uh, dining table carving. They've got the, the browned bird all yeah, there with the display, yeah, yeah. and then you just kind of 
you sharpen your knife and you start carving and yeah, light, yeah, yeah. giving people the little pieces of it. Yeah. We had a little uh, cooking problem. <laughs> and I was instructed by your wife to cut it. Cut it so we could put it in there and oh, that was ex that express cook it. Oh, I thought you were just avoiding me. You took off. You didn't come back for about half an hour at all. <laughs> Smart move. So it was it was diced up in pieces while it was still being cooked. Oh, so wow. So that's probably, just, a, probably a moisture issue just there, to too. It, so. was, was it to finish it up? It tasted great. It tasted okay. Whatever the end result was, okay, shoot, that was awesome. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't presentable though. It wasn't. Oh, a, it wasn't beautiful. Listen, dude, it was. What was going on at that table? That was just like we were all Pac-Man. <laughs> just, just chomping away on that. Yes, there's a bit of that. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> but it was good. It was. I, I thought it was good. I think it, I even watched football at him. Yeah, we it had was like a, we had yeah. two full games. We watched. I think. Yeah, I said, wow, check me out here. You know, learning all kinds of footballness. You became a Raider fan? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> Well, there was one big Raider fan. Uh, there, for sure. yeah, yeah. Oh, are you sure? Yeah, I mean, just it was one. Are you sure? It wasn't like about three hundred of them? Just a lot of echoing, <laughs> echoing of the of the voice of saying it was yeah, oh, Raiders. Oh, man, yeah, but it was uh, good to see actually everybody. Good to see Natalie. Good to see the girls. Yep, all her you kids. Know, I heard about well, Adam's son's announcement. Mm. You know, we, we've we've announced it. My other uh, my children's announcements here. So you know, just to oh. let, just to let everyone know, Adam, go ahead. You my know, just, my my yeah. son's announcement. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. He's uh, not my oldest son. <laughs> my my middle son. Yes, uh, Lucas. The, the Luke. Yeah, has uh, recently been informed that he's expecting a child That's with his, awesome, with his, with that his is, girlfriend. That, uh, <laughs> yes, yes, thank that's you. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, there's supposedly like 14 weeks or something oh, like that wow. along. So we're looking wow. at like June in that time frame. Wow. For a, a baby. Grandpa Adam. Yeah. Do I have to do I have to accept that title? Um, yeah. I would say yeah. I can't I can't refuse it. I can't say, well, wait till I'm of a certain age. You will not refuse it. You I will see, not. You'll see that baby. I will. And when you see it, it's over. You've gone to the next level. No, that is another level. You're That's right. the next level, Adam. It's just, and it's, it's, it's like the, uh, it's, it's like, like taking a plunge. You're done. I Boom. think I'm, I think I'm climbing another rung on the ladder leading to my de eventual death. No, no, it's going to be the other no. way around. You're, you're just going to plunge. Heading toward your desk. You're, you're, it's like you're not climbing. You're already up to where you need right now. Oh. As high as you need. So I can't high. I can't climb any higher. Yes, now. as high as you are right now. Once that baby's born, it's like you're plunging. Boom, you're done. Okay. You look at that baby. That's it. Okay. You have witnessed yes. two parts of your generation take off at that point. You've seen one part with your son. Sure. The second part with yeah. with the baby. I don't know what the being a third part is yet, but I hope it's not as as crazy as it's been. I mean, I love my grandchildren, dude. It's just crazy. It's there's a feeling. Hmm. Everybody says it, but you know, you're like, ah, it sounds like a bunch of bullshit. But it isn't. You know, you see your grandchildren like today. Today was Ali's fourth birthday, man. Fourth birthday. Four. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it was a big shindig. It was. It was big. It was like, well, you know, decorations, flowers, the whole kit and caboodle. But all for kids. Oh, I was many, for many, kid, many kids yeah. there. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, any more than your yeah, your grandkids yeah, are probably a lot of yeah, kids. Yeah, more than two. <laughs> we haven't had three grandkids yet in the room, so I don't know what that feels like. We're going to be having that pretty soon on the 15th, I believe, or the 16th. That's when Monica makes it in next month. 
Oh, everybody's yeah, going to be in town. Everybody's going to oh be in town. Gosh. Yeah. On the 15th of December. Of December, yeah. We're going to have an early Christmas. Some, early Christmas. Something they came up with, yeah. Oh, and you told me you're going to be taking big family photos oh, as well. Yeah, yeah. Embrace, Coordinating I'm, I'm bracing children. myself for that, yeah. And Monica's bringing the dog, right? I don't know yet. I haven't messaged her because I, you, you mentioned something about the dog, how that was just going to put it over the top. Oh, yeah. So I'll message her and say... You really want it to go over the top, so bring <laughs> bring Remy the dog, <laughs> Remy Boy Wilson. <laughs> the only dog that I know that has his own Instagram page, Adam. <laughs> when you're that photogenic, you just have to you just have to do that. So you're excited for uh, all the grandkids uh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. friends to be here. Yeah. We're gonna try to also uh, bring Little Bub up here too, the quasi grandson and the uh, wow. And the uh, blood grandchildren and all that good How stuff. How are you going to so, be during this time? I don't know, man. I have no idea. You'll have no time to podcast. Oh, yeah. Always, always, during that. There's, there's always time to podcast. You oh. Know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's December, Adam. It always depends upon you, though, my friend. What do you mean? I'm just saying. <laughs> you might be very busy during this time. Like I, in the, I mean, I could like in, the, like in the past couple of years. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think I think you know, I'll be able to I will be, be okay. On this Adam, one. I will be praying to the podcast gods. Mm -hmm. Please let Adam so whatever they got going on here I can escape. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and run run into Datakoa Studio of the uh Datakoa Promotion Studios 1. And <laughs> sorry, I must podcast. <laughs> and speaking of podcasting Adam, you know while we were gone on this uh, short hiatus, yeah. let me bring this up, dude. What is it? We got an email, Adam. Wait a minute. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Oh, I'm sure we did. Hold up. Where's my, where's my, uh, my, my sound bait? We're, we really need to go see here, Adam. You didn't get tail, but you did get mail. There you go, Adam. <laughs> see, you're resourceful over there. You got to step up your game with the absence of Godzilla. I know. I'm. I'm I just. I'm laid back. I don't know what to do. <laughs> it's like I'm expecting Godzilla to, to get the cues, and you know, exactly. he's, he's screwing around. He's probably back in town, by the way. I'm sure he is. But anyway, Adam, we got an email by an Eugenio W. So it's okay. Eugenio, which I wouldn't know what that translates. Maybe into Gene of some sort. All right. Anyway, he says his name is Eugenio, and he's the founder of X Company. We're not going to read that. Okay. And the uh, X Production Company. He says, I wanted to reach out because I wanted to invite you and Adam of the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast uh, to come over to our community of podcasters. We are looking for producers for our production company. They want us to produce, Adam. Produce? Yeah, they want us to produce podcasts for other people. That means, like, be behind the scenes. I is guess that, Is that so, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. He says it's, it's a completely free environment for creative uh, people like us. Oh, so it's... We're not going to get paid. Is that what you're saying? It's completely free. <laughs> that's, what, that's what that's what I heard. What, what I, I kind of a sales pitch is this? Yeah, I saw this email. When did we get it? Uh, we got it on November the 14th, Adam. What? So I say, yeah. So he doesn't want us in front of the microphones anymore. Uh, is what he's I guess saying? Yes, not. You know, he says, hmm. uh, let me know if you have any questions, and I, we'd like to have a set you up for an interview. Happy to answer all, I guess, all of your questions for us. And it says, enjoy your day with an exclamation point, Adam. You think this is a tactic I think to get us to stop <laughs> producing material, <laughs> to, to stop making podcasts? I, I, you know, here's, here's, what I, here's what I think about this, okay? Okay. First of all, I'm the one producing this right now. Well, me and... Me right right and, now, right yeah. now you're, you're carrying the brunt of the load. Yeah, go see me. I says, why would they disregard you as the talent and consider you a producer? Me? Yeah. 
They want us. To, they, it says you and me both. Because if it said just me, I would have said, no, we're a team. Well, yeah, but I mean, if, if they wanted a producer, you at least have some producing talent. Me, I just come over here and jibber-jabber. And you write some stuff. <laughs> that's, all, that's about all I do. Don't sell yourself short, Adam. I was just I was kind of like taken back by hmm. it. I was going to tell you on Thursday. I said, no, 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 no. I was really holding back. Where are they based? Uh, we have to here, pick up stakes and move somewhere else. It's. I was sure that I'm sure that this is being done remotely. Probably. The, it doesn't say. Hmm. Mm, I'm gonna. You know what? You know what I feel like. <laughs> they're probably gonna be listening to this podcast. Eugenio, my friend. <laughs> I just want to. <laughs> we are very busy here at Dot the Co-op Promotion Studios. One producing our own content. Here. Oh my god! It's hard enough. <laughs> we will not. No, there's just no way we would let our fans down just How are, by cutting cutting this podcast to go produce another. How could we make that choice? I don't know. We've already fostered this relationship for what over a year. Yeah, no, like two more, years more. We're going on two years and some change. Nine. Yeah, we we can't just leave people in yeah, the lurch like that. I, I know, it was, but I was shocked. They want us to produce. It says collaborate with another podcaster. Did they mention any uh, other talent promos. that we would be collaborating with? It says from promo swaps to interviews. Wow, and had a whole thing here, Adam. Okay. It looked pretty legit. I mean, I don't know. I think, it, or he's probably a perv of some sort trying to lure us out. Would we be like supporting? <laughs> and, do, and do some naughty things to us. Would we be su- supporting Conan or Joe Rogan or something like that? I didn't say that. <laughs> you know, we should. <laughs> this has to be a prank, but if it's a really good prank too, and it, and it has a man, it has managing director, see him and some other dude, Nichols, Nicholas, something like that. Okay, now, we you know, I would think that we could do stuff like this, but you know, not at this hmm. point. We'd have to uh, leave this extremely lucrative uh, podcast, but yeah, yeah, and we would have to take it like a more. Support role. Yeah, your support role. We wouldn't, wouldn't be out in the forefront. Nah, I don't want to do that. You know, and, and you know what? You need it, your shine. That's right. You know what? Here you go. Here's this one right here. Didn't get tail. <laughs> we didn't get tail, baby. <laughs> but you did get mail. Mail. Mail that I didn't want to receive. Well, Ilhenio Ilhen- didn't get our tail either. <laughs> Thank heavens. <laughs> Tommy, you know what this one is? It sounds like Anvil. <laughs> Butter busted jerky. Oh. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that sounds tasty or what, but uh, Butter bust. <laughs> I hope Elhanio doesn't want to butter bust us. <laughs> Adam, good morning. Actually, good evening right now. We're not in the morning today. Yeah, I know. Uh, today was, Adam. It was <laughs> November the 27th of 2021. And it was National Craft Jerky Day, Adam. Oh, crap. Like home homemade jerky. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if butter bust jerky <laughs> counts as craft jerky. I would imagine so. It takes a lot of crafting. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> a lot of massaging. Okay. Okay, so this is probably the time where we have the start of the hunting seasons. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So somebody's bagged a deer. You got all that deer meat. So you're making some deer jerky. Right? I used to bag meat. <laughs> oh, I want to cry. <laughs> the memories. <laughs> At least now you can jerky to it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and it wasn't brick. It was it was spicy ham. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you're you're probably right. <laughs> That's probably why they did it at this time probably, of year. Yeah, craft jerky. I didn't know there was such a thing. I should have read this one as well, Adam. I need to start getting better prepared for this. Yeah, but yeah. It says National Craft Jerky Day, Adam. Mm-hmm. Is on November the twenty seventh, and it recognized that craft jerky is the standard by which all other jerky is measured. Mm. It awakens the taste buds mm-hmm. and ignites the options or opinions of jerky fans all over the world. The day focuses on artisanal mm. creations on this dehydrated seasoned meat and snack extraordinaire. Do you think this might have happened like? In coincidence with like all the craft breweries, like doing all the craft beers, like small batch beers, flavors, and all this new things with mm-hmm. beer. At that same time, maybe somebody had an idea. Hey, <laughs> I could season my own jerky. <laughs> I could get some artisanal jerky. <laughs> no? Keep your artisanal on that side. <laughs> well, I don't jerky you get the, in here. You get the meat. You give it a nice rub. Right? And then you dry. <laughs> and then a few days later, you, you've dried it and had oh it, you got yourself God. a nice jerky. <laughs> That's what it says there. <laughs> oh, wow, Adam. So I don't, I have no idea. I'm not a jerky I imagine this guy. Is a, a more recent advent, this craft jerky. I think so. I mean, there remain those who satisfies the world's cravings with original carnivorous creations in the world, sedated by jerky marketing gimmicks. National Jerky Day, it's all fucking poetic too, mm. honors those who blaze their own path in the meat, the meat market. <laughs> we, we, we might see some of those people later. <laughs> in the I'm going to stay away from there. <laughs> I'm not a jerky kind of guy. I, when I hear jerky, I'm thinking about convenience stores, gas stations. True. I don't know why, but that's what I think about. Think about like- the, I know there's, I know, now check this out. I know there's, how do you call this stuff? The uh, the barbecuing and all those special competitions that you have all these people with their specialized way they go ahead and mm-hmm. you know mar- marinate their meat. Right, they do. <laughs> yes. I, you know. <laughs> marinate it. Yeah, exactly. But the uh, jerky itself, I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't even know what the process is. I, it's, isn't like jerky invented by the uh, the, the Indians or the, the, uh, the, the, what is it, the frontier people came and copied that off of the Indians? I don't know. I don't know. I, think, I have no idea where it even came from. I think that t- drying technique probably started in like, Scandinavia or something. Oh, they did wow. that probably like fish and stuff. But I don't know. I mean, they probably figured it out in multiple areas in the world. But yeah, it, preser- it preserves your meat. But if you think about the outdoorsman guy, mm-hmm. the outdoorsman guy who's always out right. there, he's hiking, he's got the pack. Right. Jerky. With the beard. Very transportable. You, oh. don't, you don't got to cook it up. All you got to do is reach into the pack and keep going. Bust off a little bit of jerky. Boom. And then you're, you're on your way. <laughs> Maybe maybe you take down a badger or something. <laughs> can you can you turn a badger into jerky? I, I don't know. <laughs> Beaver meat. <laughs> For many, jerky making is a tradition. Adam, the meat re- regales the world with the story of family, dedication, love, and simply put, hunger. 
The flavors recreate the stories from recipes passed through generations from hunters, farmers, families, and old friends. Mm. That's very poetic, dude. Yeah. They come alive when casting spices and burning a slew of wood, unshackling the natural flavors locked in the dried meat. Mm. Oh, good. Quality meat and small batch production also beget unique original recipes, often influenced by regional fare and flair. So I guess there's some uh, boasting to turkey as well. I mean, to, to turkey, to jerky. <laughs> yeah. Well, sure. <laughs> Who jerks the most? <laughs> well, you got to get your meat out there oh. to have people sample it to see, <laughs> to sample your wares. Oh. Oh. <laughs> but I didn't know it was such a big deal. I really didn't until today. I didn't know it had a national day, obviously. I, you know, when you go out hunting, all right, you, you were a hunter when you were a kid, right? Yes. So you go out there, you shoot this animal. Mm. Usually a bird for me, but. Oh, you just bag not the. A lot, not a lot of bird jerky. You bag the bird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they'll go out, they'll skin it, right? Yes. Field dress it. F- what's field dressing? What is that? Well, if you got your, leave all the extra parts there and you don't want to have to like carry and transport the whole animal. You could like hang the buck out there in the wild and and you can cut the the hide and peel the hide off it and take out all the guts and innards and just take all the parts with you that you want to keep. And what do you do with, you just leave the guts and innards right there? Animals will come. That's pretty gross. You know, you're feeding nature. Oh. It's okay. The cycle of life. Exactly. Oh, okay. They're thankful. By throwing that shit out there for them to eat. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's good for like the... The scavenger type predators that oh. you know, need a little something. Okay, that makes can't, sense. Can't take down a big buck, but yeah, yeah, I, mean, I, I can eat the leftovers. Yeah, I could see that. I could yeah. see some of that. Now, even though I still think it's mega gross, I mean, I would never do that, dude. I, I don't have the, uh, you know, general General Sammy Rodriguez is a hunter, dude. Is he? Does he yeah, go for, does he go for the time. big game? Yeah, in Kentucky. I don't know big game, but you know, he's out there doing his thing. Does he take down the four-legged creatures? Yeah, dude. Oh, okay. He sends pictures of it and shit. I'm like, whoa. Wow, that's strange for a Puerto Rican. Is it? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He's, we, prob- he's probably got one of those big freezers. Got all sorts of like deer meat, venison, all this other stuff in there. We're, we tend to bag other kinds of meats. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but good for My him, coffers man. are empty, so I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. I have no idea. But, uh, you know, usually in our younger days, though. Yeah, I understand. But, uh, yeah, I just don't know. And then what you'll take, you'll put that animal out on, like, those little uh, Polarises, right? One of those uh, four-wheeled little vehicles. You throw them on oh, top okay. of that. Sure. And then you would take them. Where the hell you take them after that? Well, you take to a them. a freezer or something? Well, or? You, well, you could. You could take them to a meat locker of some sort. But for, for the jerky, you could just start straight away. And you can, like, cut off your strips or your portions of meat. And you can treat it with all of your spices. and Right there on the stuff. spot. And you, you'd hang them. And you'd usually hang them over some sort of a fire where they get some, like, indirect heat. Like smoky stuff? And it, and it eventually, like, dries it out. And when it hits to a certain level of doneness for you, like, I wouldn't, I don't like the stuff that's, like, rawhide super hard. So if it, when it hits a certain level of moisture depravity, then you pull it off and then you bag it up and that's your jerky. The same day. I think it takes some more time than that. I was going to say. I think it takes a little bit of time. The camera just went off. <laughs> it got enough. We we almost got through the day. Of. <laughs> that's a that's a forty five minute. <laughs> that's a forty five minute SD card. Anyway, wow. So you you are the 
the hunting type. You remember all that good stuff, man. When was the last time you hunted? Uh, probably uh, 16 or so, 17 oh, maybe. Holy God. Long time ago. Years ago? Years ago. Decades. So 16 years ago, you were your 30s? What? Oh, you mean when you were 16, you went out? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, Wait, that's yeah. been a long freaking time. So yeah, like 30 years ago. Yeah, shit. Jeez, <laughs> makes I'm such a pussy. Makes me feel like <laughs> I just want to. <laughs> I've never done that shit, Adam. Wow. So it takes a couple of days for the jerky, and have you done jerky? I mean, I've, I evidently you have. Uh, well, I wasn't master of that operation at that time. It was the. It was so. The, it so was, it was a senior tape. It was usually one of the other hunting partners who would do something like that, and then I would we would get the spoils of their labor. Oh, later on. Hey, here, take some of that jerky. I've had I've had venison turkey, a jerky. <laughs> You've had deer turkey. Wow, <laughs> is that a jackalope? Something it's, like a jackalope. This damn thing is too close to Thanksgiving, is what it is. Yeah, you've had the venison mm-hmm. jerky. Yeah, the, that I've had that, and I've had have uh, you had the venison burgers? I'm no just venison steaks, just chili. Mm. Venison that could probably chili. be masked by all of the the chili spices and all that stuff. Yeah. So it probably you don't really get the the actual wild game flavor. Yeah, I don't like I don't venison. I don't even like fresh chickens from the farm killed and shit like that. I prefer mine like from the store. <laughs> <laughs> I do my you hunting. Like- I do my hunting at you know at the at the chicken fast food or. Uh, you know, you like your chickens in tiny cages, yeah, abused for yeah, their whole life, exactly <laughs> until they're <laughs> until they've been they're eliminated. They're big, fat, and juicy. <laughs> <laughs> that gamey flavor is not for me. Hmm. Man, uh, they, like my mom is makes this. Some people say that's where it's at <clears throat> when you get that fresh gamey feel, that flavor, and then you think, oh, I'm eating good now because I've got no antibacterials yeah, or anything shit like in this that. thing, but any of the crap that they feed these animals. So. Not that the jerky isn't full of sodium either. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's part. That's the main like that's pr- preservative. That's there. what cures it, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, no, that, yeah, no. Jerky doesn't qualify for that. Maybe the uh, the chili does. Anyway, uh, let me see. It says on November the 27th, let us sink our ravenous teeth into the delicacy that is jerky. Savor the beef, pork, venison, bird, or buffalo, Adam. Oh, sure. Delve into the meat manifestations of the modern jerky era. That's to say meat like 20,000 times mm-hmm. a day. Never to look back. Shine the spotlight on flavor, spices, sweetness, smoky, tender, and delectable jerky. And recognize the dedicated artisans who afford us such a pleasure. And Adam, mm. how do you observe <laughs> <laughs> the best way uh, on a national uh Craft Jerky Day? What you do is, <laughs> is you go to your your local convenience store at the corner. You get a one of those three ounce bags of the Oberto. Oberto <laughs> jerky. You take a picture with your face next to it, and then you hashtag it National Jerky Day. Oh, what were the chances, Adam? <laughs> no way. It's only two years. Two years of this. By the way, it was also National Barbarian Cream Day. Now we're talking. Adam, today in history, Adam. Yes, brought sir. to you by history.com and on this day.com slash history, Adam. Okay. And this was Fats Domino, dude. And what was he singing? Fat Man's Hop. <laughs> 
That could be thunderous in the fat man's hopping. Yeah, yeah no kidding. Especially <laughs> on a stage that's not well supported. Yeah. <laughs> Fats Domino, wow. Mm. What is he? Uh, what would you consider Fats Domino? A uh, rhythm and blues guy? A jazzy guy? Bl- uh, just a straight blues guy? Jazzy? Pop? I don't know if he fits into a, a genre that cleanly. But uh, yeah, I think he would be in, a bit in the pop with like his Blueberry Hill song yeah. and all those hits. And then... Probably jazz, I would guess. He was the guy from New Orleans. Yes. He was the one that was rescued during Hurricane Katrina. Lost a piano or something. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think <laughs> so. Something tied up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was a big dude anyway. 1911, Adam. November the 27th, okay. 1911. Okay. White House housekeeper fretted over William Howard Taft's Oh. Waistline. <laughs> okay. Warning, you're fat. Uh-huh. He fretted over it. She fretted over she, it. Oh, she did? Okay. Yeah, according to the White House Historical Association, Adam, Jaffrey was her name, Elizabeth Jaffrey, by the way, was also quoted regarding Taft's growing girth in her 1920, uh, 1926 book called Secrets of the White House. So this is where she Did she outline a particular bathroom scene? (laughs) (laughs) In it, it, she detailed the typical breakfast consumed Uh by the 332-pound president, Adam. Two oranges, a 12-ounce beefsteak, several pieces of toast and butter, and a vast quantity of coffee with cream and sugar, Adam. Okay. When, when she sounds healthy. When she and Taft's wife Nellie commented on his eating habits, he joyfully responded that he was planning to go on a diet, but lamented the fact that things are in a sad state of affairs when a man can't even call his gizzard his own. <laughs> what does that mean? What? What does that mean? <laughs> A gizzard doesn't look like a belly. Uh, <laughs> Did I get this right? Things are in a sad state of affairs when a man can't even call his gizzard his, his own. Gizzard his own. <laughs> okay. Oh wow! Taft's five eleven frame carried anywhere be- between wow. two seventy Adam and three forty pounds over the course of his entire adult life. According to his biographers, he had to have his shoes tied by his valet and often got stuck in the White House. <laughs> Yes, that's the, that's the story that I remember, that he would get caught in the bathtub. <laughs> and that, to, he, like, you know, if you if got so much flesh, it would cause like a, some sort of a suction, <laughs> right? <laughs> the vacuum. Yeah. Oh, I needed two men to get out of there, dude, when it happened. Once while visiting the uh, Tsar of Russia, Taft split his pants seam while descending from the carriage. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good look. <laughs> well, what a shame there was no social media back oh, then. Oh, I know. That'd be fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's better than falling asleep. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> or having your depends <laughs> plaster with duty. <laughs> I didn't know this story. I had no idea about this. You didn't know that he was stuck in a bathtub? No, I had no idea. Oh, yeah. When I said Taft, you immediately lit up. Yes. Taft's weight did not stop him from serving a full term as president. Good. Mm-hmm. 
nor did it prevent him from accepting a subsequent appointment as Chief Justice of the Supreme Court in 1921. He mm. was the first and only president to hold both offices. Wow. Okay, good for him. Pretty cool. In fact, he successfully dropped down to 270 pounds. That's good. After, yeah, if yeah. you're at 340, that's a 70 pound yeah. loss. <laughs> After leaving the White House. Although he rarely drank more than an occasional beer and did not smoke, his obesity and lifelong struggle with severe sleep apnea eventually took its toll. Mm. In March of, two, of March of 1930, he retired as Chief Justice, citing poor health. Mm. He died the following month from, guess what, heart failure. No, he didn't have a CPAP machine back no, then. No. <laughs> Damn. It, that was a big dude. Yes. I didn't, you know, I've seen pictures of him, but, you know, obviously, well, it won't be pictures. It's more like paintings of him. And I don't, what did he do? I mean, what's, when, <laughs> what, what was he? He ate. I about? guess so. I bet you, did he create the uh, Department of Agriculture or something? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Mm. His landmark thing was to, you know, be stuck in the, in the bathtub. <laughs> that's that's, that's the fattest president in history is all I know. <laughs> you have to know some trivia about all these guys. The tubby in the tub. <laughs> Adam, this is some Bruce Springsteen, baby, and glory days. Mm-hmm. That's right. Like we, must be talk- we must be talking about some baseball now. Uh, yes, a- I, I am. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, how'd you guess? <laughs> <laughs> he just mentioned baseball in the song. <laughs> a great baseball player, Adam. Mm. 1870, Adam, by the way. Uh, oh November the 6th, 1870. New York Times, Adam. Okay. The New York Times, actually, dubbed baseball, guess what? America's pastime. The national game. Oh. Now, we're going to go with the national pastime on this. I did read this one, by the way. Okay. The debate over which sport truly ranks as America's pastime Mm. is part of a long and rich history of debate, Adam. Oh, really? Yes, sir. The term national pastime is what you said, right? Yes. Was first given to baseball in the 1850s, in other words, 20 years earlier, according to John Thorne, the author of a book called Total Baseball, to connect baseball to America's public health and well-being. Evidently, Taft. Did not read this book, or no. did he play baseball? No. <laughs> or not by a long shot. <laughs> <laughs> so that's who originally coined the term national pastime. But it was but a the New, New York, York Times wanted to change it up. To the national game, yeah. The national game. Yeah, today, now check this out. I guess this is where, I guess maybe, I think we discussed this one time, but not in this much detail. I think you were the one making the argument that it would be, the NFL would be America's pastime. Yeah. I think it was you. I'm almost sure. Maybe it was Jay. Pretty anyway, sure. Pretty sure. Today, the NFL makes what you might call the shock and awe case for being the national pastime, Adam. Sure. Each year, a Harris Interactive Survey asks Americans to name their favorite sport. The NFL has won each of the 43 surveys, dude. It's never been defeated? Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Often rather handily, so easily, in other words. That's pretty good. Uh, last year, 30% of Americans chose pro football as their favorite sport, dude, mm-hmm. compared to 15% for baseball and just 4% for professional basketball. Wow, that seems kind of low. Mm, I know hmm. for basketball it yeah, does. that's weird. College football claims under 12% of hearts and minds as well as ESPN, which recently paid 
$500 million to carry college football's bowl championship series from 2011 to 2014. So for three years, they paid $500 million. Yeah, mm. sorry about that. Wow. All told, 42% of Americans prefer some form of football, so. be it collegiate, be it sure. a professional, so. be it a high school sports are, uh, you know, are big in smaller towns. Look, look at Derby. They're, they're crazy about that. As a matter of fact, today was the state championship. Was it? Mm-hmm. Yep, the high school state championship was today. I didn't even know. Yeah, Derby was in it, and some school out of the Kansas City area, Derby got Johnny Mission, whatever. Yeah, Derby got something. Nah, one of those big ones, a uh, Blue Valley. I don't oh, know what Blue it was Valley. called. Uh, Derby uh, lost forty-one to twenty-one. Mm. But they've been gone. And anyway, that's another story. But what do you yeah. think about football? Football is is made for television viewing and made for get-togethers and groups getting over and watching the game together, just like we did. On Thanksgiving, as I part—that's that, what as, it's made for. As I partook, Adam, and baseball is. Did more... I part? Did I partake voluntarily, Adam? By any chance? <laughs> let's let's be clear. Let's make this clear for the listeners. You had little option, but, but it was on. <laughs> but and baseball is a more in-person pastoral game. It's there. It's slow. It's it's not as engaging on television, in my opinion. Yeah, it isn't. So I you mean, get up it is, it's and... difficult to make that connection with vast numbers of people mm. across the country. Check this out. The NFL likewise claims the biggest chunk of annual revenue. Adam, of course, more than seven billion in two thousand and seven alone. Two thousand and seven. Ne- yeah, time nearly a billion dollars more than baseball, dude. Sure. And among other things, the most tie-in video games sold. Wow. The highest average regular season network TV ratings among African Americans and most fantasy players. Mm. Now that's that's weird with the revenue because if you think about the baseball season, it seems interminable. It lasts forever, and there's 162 games. I think it lasts eight months. It's forever. Yeah. And the and the football season. I mean, starting this season, is Wham, like seven, seventeen games. I was go- I was gonna amaze our <laughs> listeners, Adam. I learned I learned that Thursday at yeah, your house, I, dude. I know. Uh, I, I said 16 and immediately your father uh, hold on <laughs> 17 <laughs> I know this <laughs> let me let me put some information in here um, but yeah they have that condensed season and it's just saturated so I guess the dollar value per minute of advertising has to be like through the roof and compared to baseball and that's where I, that's where definitely the money is There's, that's 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 inarguably the way it goes i mean it's all but it comes down to the bottom line mm-hmm. and the bottom line is that's going to produce a lot of money you know that's it right so it's for plenty of people adam go to the major league baseball games which is why much like the games chroniclers mlb prefers to consider the argument with the whole wide range angle that they're still the national pastime. Check it out. Okay. Ask why baseball still deserves to be called the national pastime. Partisans will cite one figure. Okay. 78.5 million. That is the attendance total recorded by Major League Baseball in a regular season. The entire the entire league. The entire season. 78.5 million people go to see a game. Okay. <laughs> I don't know about COVID, but you know. By comparison, the NFL's regular season attendance was just over 17 million. But, you know, again, they don't have a lot of chance. Think about it. I mean, you know, for one team, it's 162 versus 17 for another. It says it right there. It's the wide angle, you Adam. (laughs) It is wide angle. (laughs) We're searching for positives anywhere we can find them. (laughs) That's called the numbers game, Adam. (laughs) Today, it's right. It's right. It's right. 
talking I was sleeping I don't know who we have there, buddy. <laughs> I thought it was the Partridge family for a second. <laughs> not not but it's, my long But it's shot. Tenacious D <laughs> singing I Think I Love You. <laughs> pretty awesome, pretty awesome. Yeah, I like this version. <laughs> Anything that Jack Black does in kind of a comedic style, you know. <laughs> yeah. Even though this is a very classic song, Adam, because Today in Rock History, Adam, is brought to you by History.com, mm-hmm. Today in Music.com slash History, and SongFactsHistory.com, buddy. Yes. 1970, Adam, November the 21st, 1970. Mm-hmm. The Partridge Family song, I Think I Love You, hit number one for the first of three weeks in a row. 1970. You weren't even born. You know about this song. Yeah, I, I like this song. Did you ever watch the show? Yeah, of course I did. Yeah. What was the What was the girl? Susan Susan Day was the actress. Susan, what was her name? I forget her name. I forgot their names. Mm. I know it's Donnie Banaducci on there. Uh, Shirley somebody. Shirley Jones? Yeah, Shirley Jones. And then obviously uh, David uh, Cassidy. Cassidy, yeah. yeah. He was a pretty man. He's a good dude. Yeah, he's a good looking dude. Did he die already? <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah, yeah. He was. What didn't he do? Like David, or or was that Donnie from Donnie and Marie? Anyway, or God. Moses? I don't know. See, this is a musical. Oh, he did. I think in Branson. Oh, I'm not sure. sure. Yeah, you know Branson, the the uh, the uh, the Christian Vegas. Oh, the retirement tour. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm glad Gosilo isn't here, Adam. <laughs> he would probably say this is our song too. <laughs> <laughs> Gosito, we're missing you, buddy. Where are you? The song was featured in the first episode, Adam, of the Partridge Family wow. TV series. Right out of the shoot with this right one? Right out of the shoot, right, yeah. Oh. So they hit it. Big boom. No kidding. TV, show, radio. Bam, bam, bam. Super popular. It's just, I mean, they, what is those, uh, what were those uh, Sweet 16 magazines and all that? It must have been a they, great life for him for, wow. for those years right around that time. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to be in like a hit TV show. You got hit single on the charts. You got these pretty hair and all the chicks wanted to run their fingers through. Yeah. Um, it'd be fantastic. And running into all kinds of teenage angst going on, you know, in the show and, and getting counseled by, what was the dude that was their oh, manager? I forgot, forgot Kincaid? The <laughs> I think that sounds, that was that guy's sounds right. That sounds right. Yeah. I'd be looking at him like, oh, are you trying to bang Shirley or what's the deal here? What's going on behind yeah. this bus? He knew, he knew what was going on. <laughs> Tip top, drip dry. Bottles pop, oh. lips lie, hips rock, don't stop. Big Snoop Dogg is back on the block. PC, oh, this wow. name, shake that thing to this beat. <laughs> Tastes like brandy, shaped like landy, sweet like candy, candy, candy. Okay, 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 I'm in it, I'm in it, I'm in it. I'm in it. You, you weren't expecting to hear Snoop in this one? No, I did it, dude. Pussycat Dolls with Bottle Pop. Mm, Pussycat Dolls? <laughs> Out of 1978, November the 25th, 1978. I don't know how many. Have the Pussycat been dolls been born yet? I don't don't even think Snoopy was born yet. Uh, Playing the Spectrum in Philadelphia, Adam. Uh, Aerosmith lead singer uh, Steven Tyler was hit in the face (laughs) with a bottle. A bottle, not a bottle top. (laughs) Thrown from the audience, man. The bottle from 1978. Yeah, I guess so. It may have done some more than that. Let's see what it says. It says the band left the stage. Oh, well, no, no wonder. And the show was canceled after Joe Perry tells the crowd, We love you, but you can't throw things at us. Oh, wow. What an adult. No, no F words on there or no shit or, you know, 
Well, he wasn't the one hit. <laughs> if Steven Tyler was was giving this speech, he might have some four letter words in there. He was he was still probably enjoying that break he took from No Solo on a Seasons of Wither. <laughs> a firecracker had been thrown on stage during an Aerosmith show the previous year at the mm, same location. I don't know if it was at the same location. Mm. But it said a fire. Wow, the spectrum in Philadelphia, dude. Philadelphia, they're always tough fans. Wow, you would think right. it'd be Detroit or something like that. No. You know, and then nobody threw a fit, or there was no riot afterwards. It didn't say anything like that. So I don't know. I was, you know, maybe they got maybe they got through most of the show, and it was just at the end. He said, <laughs> <laughs> "Stephen Tyler was like he's thirsty. Let me throw him a drink." And probably in 1978, uh, Stephen Tyler wasn't feeling anything. Maybe not. <laughs> he, he was numb to everything. <laughs> Oh, I know what this is, Adam. Everybody should know this what is this is. This is Don Henley and Boys of Summer, baby. That's right. Cool song. Very poppy. Super yes. poppy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 1980, Adam. Okay. November the 21st, 1980. Some Don Henley. I mean, mm, I'm, I wasn't a big Don Henley fan by himself. Me neither. Not not at all. You didn't like Dirty Laundry? It was okay. You know, he's like, oh, it's on the radio a lot, you know? But it yeah. was, it, to me, it's mainly all Eagles for me when it comes to all of them, actually. And I like the ones you where, know, like, I, Joe, know, Joe Walsh was to the fore, actually. And I like Joe Walsh solo stuff a ton. Mm -hmm. you know? Exactly. I love his stuff. I think we both like Joe Walsh, and then we tolerate the rest of the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> But what we you know how how fantastically talented these guys sure, are. Sure. What a chemistry just to come together and you know, they weren't they were the backup band for Linda Ronstan, weren't they? Was mm, I, I I wouldn't have known that, but I think I did remember and did you say it? I think I kinda remember something about that. Yeah. I think that's how they initially started I think out. So. Yeah. Wow. And they were Eagles, not the Eagles. So yeah, I would oh. I learned that on the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name <laughs> podcast. Available on Spotify. <laughs> Apple Podcast app, RSS Podcast, Castbox, Himalaya, and Owl Trail. Owl Trail. <laughs> and this other one, we're not going to mention that we got this email from. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ohanio. <laughs> <laughs> November the 21st, 1980. Adam, let's get back to this. Okay. Don Henley was arrested after calling 911 himself to save, guess what? To say, to, to tell the police something? Yeah, to save a 16 year old hooker. Oh. Who had overdosed on cocaine and quaaludes at his Los Angeles home? Okay, okay. The night before, Henley hosted a gathering sure. of Eagles crew members and associates uh, as a farewell since the band was splitting up. This is when they announced the they hell were freezing over. Yeah, they were a bunch of ne'er do wells, right? He wouldn't have had a 16 year old hooker in his house. It wouldn't have been his doing. I need it was, to, it I was need, the other ne'er do wells that brought I, the sixteen year old hooker. Adam, Adam, you just let me drug hit, addict. Let me hit the uh, the rewind button. <laughs> I just want to. <laughs> what? What did you just call this? Ne'er do wells. Ne'er do wells. What does that mean? <laughs> people that are good for nothing. People. Oh, people that are troublemakers. Shit bags. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Speak to me in English. Oh, I thought it was. <laughs> I don't want to get... It had to be a member of the crew, you know, one of the... Nerd dwells. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm not going to remember that one. No. Okay. Oh, but so basically you're talking about... What were you saying? It was other the other... He was bags? walking through his vast uh, property. Okay. And then he stumbled Sounds upon right. a back room somewhere and he said, oh, my God, there's a 16-year-old drug-addled 
girl here, and she's not doing well. Let me call 911. Let me call 911. I am I'm a being responsible, responsible citizen. Thank there you. you go. Okay. Thank you. I like your defense so far. Yes. And right before Hanley hosted the gathering, he called a madam who arranged for the girl oh. who turned out to be... <laughs> You, can, Adam, we, can we rewind again? Do not, <laughs> yeah, we can. But do not, do not apply as his lawyer, Adam, please. Okay. Who turned out to be 16. Henley claims he did not know her age. How could he know? And did not have sex with her. Well, she's mm. all drugged up. She's all... <laughs> well, I, guess, I mean, I mean, That's I, what Henley... Ah. It's what he claimed, Adam. I can't tell you anything more. I can't... Sure. I'm only reading what, you know, sound facts or history.com, wherever we got this from. It says, when she shows signs of a seizure the next morning, oh, Henley no. makes the call yes. and medical personnel arrive and find her booty naked. For whatever faults she had initially, in the end, instead of trying to cover up the problem... He calls 911 to try to get the help. This could have been a total... Yeah, you're right. You know what? For Let's be the devil's advocate here for a minute. Okay. This could have been today at a whole nother story. says Don Henley had this shadow over him. Sure. Because he covered up this incident at his home. Exactly. And since he had all this money, he got out of it. And who cares about a 16-year-old hooker? Sure. Yeah, that could have been it. So, yeah, I don't know. Good deal. Exactly. That's some L.A. law shit right there, dude. That's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Law and order. (laughs) 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 Hours later, police arrive to arrest Henley, dude. Hours later. Who pleads no contest to contributing to the delinquency of a minor, a misdemeanor which lands him a $2,000 fine and two years probation at him. Okay. Henley claims he took a fall for the roadies who uh, supplied the drugs. So it was the uh, shit bags. So it was, it was, it was yeah, the ne'er-do-wells. The, no, the ne'er-do-wells. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I took complete blame for everything. Man. He tells GQ, I was stupid. I could have flushed everything down the toilet. I guess he could have flushed down the hooker as well. I wouldn't know. I mean, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> I didn't want a tight girl in my house. No. <laughs> no, not at all. What the hell is that anyway? I don't know. Vanilla Ice again? That was, that was last that was, that was last episode. Of course you love the Biggest fan in the world. That's Taylor Hawkins singing. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say I couldn't make it out. There it is. Oh yeah, yeah. Foo Fighters doing Under Pressure. You know, it's been four years since what? Since we saw the Foo's, it was November of 2017, dude. On the Break a Leg tour? Yeah, no, on the other one after that. Oh really? I didn't know that. So four years since we haven't been food. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot of food a couple days ago. Oh, we did, but not this kind of food. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I love this kind of food. Yeah, exactly. Man, four years out. Yeah. I just saw it on my t-shirt the other day. Oh, see, that's a good way of remembering things. Yeah, that and also came up on my Facebook uh, memories <laughs> where we were, you know, rocking, rocking out. out. That's right. Ooh, those were some good times. Ooh, I don't know. Pre-COVID. That was the one with the struts as the opening band, I believe. Yeah. Oh, God, what a great They were show. good, too. They were excellent. And the lead singer of the struts... Luke Spiller came out to do Under Pressure with, with, yeah, with, right, the, with the band. Fools. Yeah, that's yeah. right. I remember that. Man. That was a good, isn't show. It great, good show. Good show. Isn't it great to watch a show not inebriated or as a patient of cannabis? <laughs> <laughs> so he can actually remember so that. So you can remember that. You know, that's Adam. <laughs> but uh, nowadays, usually somebody's recording the show. So you can go on YouTube the next day and say, oh, man, look at all this stuff that happened. <laughs> that I missed. <laughs> exactly. I can say that's in a haze. I was, th- I was there. I was. I, I had a lot of anxiety. Before. I know I was there. I have the ticket. 
Adam, I had a lot of anxiety before I showed up <laughs> to the show, so I took some cannabis to make me feel better. <laughs> I don't know. We just bullshitted about 10 minutes into this, this two-sentence segment. <laughs> 1981, Adam, November yes. the 21st, 1981, Queen okay. and David Bowie were number one in the UK with Under Pressure. Not in the US, though. Did it ever hit number one in the US? No, it did not. They recorded the song together when both acts were working in Germany hmm. in a German uh, recording studio. It was Bowie's first released collaboration with another recording artist. He did not release the one. Well, he uh, John Lennon... Which is the one that John Lennon did with Bowie? Oh, gosh. John Lennon and yeah, David John, Bowie. Yeah, John Lennon and David Bowie. John Lennon contributed to a song of David Bowie's. Anyway, forget it. I can't remember okay. it right now. I'm not going to Google it either. So, But yeah, this was his first release collaboration with another recording artist. So was this a song that Queen had? Mm-hmm. Was it written by the band Queen and I, they brought David Bowie in? Or was it a writing collaboration where they say... Come on in and we'll put something together. I don't think that you would take somebody like Bowie Mm -hmm. and not include him into the creative process of the song. There might have been some jam to it. There might have been some kind of foundation already. There was some idea and, you know, here's just these incredibly creative minds melding together to come up with a fantastic. Matter of fact, I know the baseline's under pressure. So... But it, it could be the case where they're they're sharing the same studio and Bowie happens to be just hugely respectful and a fan of what Queen has become. Oh, yeah, probably. The stadium rock titans and huge over-the-top performances. He's so, he's, I want to do anything with you. But and I am so lucky to be yeah. here in Germany it, it could at the be. time. It could be. Uh, Adam, I can just tell you this much right now. Being a, uh, currently being a songwriter myself. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Soon to debut, maybe in the new year. In three years or four. <laughs> no, no, no. We need to turn this around. It's a very, very cool when you could take something out of, literally out of your mind, out of, you know, midair mm-hmm. and start creating it, making it, uh, what would be the word for that? Visceral. Is it visceral? Visceral is a thing. That would be the word. Making it where you could feel it, where you could play it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you got to, okay. you, you can imagine, you know, some nano panana like me doing it. Mm. I'm not to that uh, level of these guys, but I'm just saying you can imagine looking at those guys, taking a song like Under Pressure. Mm-hmm. And building it, because I love hearing that song. I would have done anything, be there in a Queen concert live with, you know, obviously with Freddie Mercury Mm. fronting it. Sure. For this song. I love this song. Yeah. It's a beautiful song. It is a great song. It was destroyed and and made feeble by the rap community, by the way. (laughs) Speaking about... As you're talking about writing material, mm-hmm. being in the studio, putting things together, right. s- seeing something come together and right. be organized. There is something okay. on Disney Plus right now. Okay. Do you have Disney Plus? Yes, I do. Well, The Beatles, Get Back. Ah, really? As produced by Peter Jackson, your uh, Lord of the Rings guy. Ooh. He has taken the 60 hours of video footage from their time doing the Get Back sessions and the 150 hours of audio time married these things together the video is absolutely stunning it's beautiful don't ruin it it looks fantastic stop right there (laughs) (laughs) and i 
I watched the first of three parts. I think it says only three parts. I didn't know that the first part was two and a half hours long. Two and a half hours. It's Peter Jackson. I sat and watched, and we went through the first seven days. It's Peter Jackson. In the studio where they just get back together. And you see the genesis of songs like Get Back and Across the Universe and Let It Be. You see them as they're coming together, oh, as Paul McCartney's sitting that is there. so awesome. And there's man. so much pressure. It's like, okay, we want to we want to put an album out in like 14 days. Or we're going to have an album's worth right. of material in 14 days. You see Paul McCartney noodling through Get Back while other guys are talking over here. And and it, the, the that's going to be awesome to see. Or the camera is focused on Paul McCartney saying, right now you're seeing Get Back just being created. Oh, right wow. Now. Oh, it's fantastic. So Peter Jackson. Yes. Right? Yes. Get Back. Mm-hmm. Lords of the Ring Beatles, right? <laughs> Many things that I enjoy, Adam. I, I know. Is Many there things. by any chance, Adam? Uh-huh. Gundor? Or, no, no, hold up. No, don't. <laughs> <laughs> At any point, Rings does, of power? does Gandalf grab and says, You shall Shove not pass. pass. <laughs> Get back. <laughs> I will send you across the universe. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Get back. <laughs> I'll send you to the one after 909. <laughs> Get back. We're on. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that part oh, yet. Oh man. Yet. Okay, good. So you haven't ruined it. But this that. is but this is this is a fantastic watch. <laughs> I could just imagine that. <laughs> just thinking, you know, this is ruined. <laughs> ruined the uh ruined the moment, you know what I'm saying? I didn't know this. But there was a segment where uh, where uh, as they're just kind of noodling around at the Bridge of Castle Doom <laughs> where Yoko Ono <laughs> takes to the mic for a little bit and to do her signature singing. Oh lord. <laughs> Oh Lord of the Rings, get the, get the Balrog right now and unleash it, <laughs> and unleash it on uh, on Yoko. The hell's this? This is a cover version by a band called UMC of Dua Lipa. It's physical. Oh. There you go. 1981, Adam. Yes. 1981, Physical, Adam. November the 21st, 1981, actually. Mm-hmm. Physical by Olivia Newton-John hit number one in the U.S. A sweaty aerobics anthem stays at the top of the chart for 10 weeks, Adam. 10 weeks. And tortures the world. <laughs> Let's get physical. Making it the physical. biggest hit. Get, get, go to the next one, Adam. I don't know why. I didn't, I didn't know why I did not erase that one. Oh, yes. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Good. Steela would not have let us do whatever the hell that was before. (laughs) Olivia Newton-John. Jeez. Did you hear that yell? That uh, Kevin Yes. That, that was the same yell that my granddaughter Ali did. Ali did on her at her party. No, at the uh, at her recording version of Heavy Metal oh. Baby Shark. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that same volume, <laughs> that same tone. 
<laughs> quiet. <laughs> you know, Rudy Zarzo is back with uh, Quiet Riot. Oh, you? really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think as uh, hopefully nothing happens to Rudy, you know, because because Benali just died not too long ago. Oh no! And he was the last member actually, you know, carrying the oh, carrying Quiet Riot flag. Yeah. Oh, so Rudy's okay. arse was back. I'm just gonna go ahead and submit the tape of my uh, of my granddaughter Ali singing. <laughs> she, she might already have a gig. Wow! <laughs> it was formidable. You you heard it. Oh, yeah, I know. Well, someday we'll need to play it. I was taken aback. <laughs> <laughs> My cousin thought that New York called me. She says, oh, I hate that song, but it was so cool to hear your granddaughter sing. <laughs> of course, it was produced by Datekova <laughs> Promotion Studio. It makes everything a little bit better. It does, it? doesn't it? Yes, heavy yeah. metal makes the world go round. <laughs> metal health, Adam. Let's yes. get back to 1981. Okay. November the 26th, 19, excuse me, 1983, Adam, not, not 1981. Okay. It says, Quiet Riot's Metal Health hits number one in America, Adam. Okay. Becoming the first heavy metal album to reach the top spot. It's one of just six albums to top the chart in 1983, Adam. Mm. Now, check its competitors. Oh, 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 oh. Okay. Thriller. Oh, yeah. 22 weeks. Obviously, that one, you know, is far, far, far away from Metal Health. Sure. Synchronicity, Adam. Oh, Classic. 17 weeks. Wow. Breathe most of the air for that year. Mm-hmm. I always have uh, a little issue, even though it's metal, what metal was, you know, heavy metal mm-hmm. in quotes at the time. This is what I think would later become pop metal. I think this is the forefront of that. Because heavy metal, again, we've discussed this. I don't know if you want to go ahead and, and argue with this, but we've already discussed the evolution of heavy metal. No, and discussed it many times. And there is no... Quiet Riot has never come up. No, it hasn't. In the uh, It's always under the, the umbrella of, of somebody else's time. Yeah. Somebody else is always reigning at that time. They're never like... They've never ascended to the mountaintop. No, man. These guys took it, you know? Sure. Uh, Kevin Dubrow, the frontman of uh, the metal band... Quiet Riot was found dead in his Los Angeles home at the age of 52, and this was in 2007, Adam. Oh. Actually, this week mm. in 2007, which was, you know, in 1983, this week they were number one. So X amount of years later, the band's biggest hits was Come On, Feel The Noise, which was a cover yeah. of a Slade song. So, you know, that's that's what the only thing I says When I've had those uh, useless conversations of music, mm-hmm. which is extremely subjective, okay. I would say that when my argument that Quiet Riot is the commencement of pop metal versus heavy metal, I feel like I am in the right. Is it just? I need your vindi- I it, need your validation, Adam. Okay, but it could be exclusively due to the fact of their chart positioning, because metal never really ascends the chart like that. When you have the number one hits, usually that's on the poppy side. Of whatever metal, oh, yeah, metal yeah, has yeah, to yeah, offer, yeah, 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 that would that would have been you know beat it, and, and then once you get that number one hit, that probably colors the rest of your writing. It's like, oh, we're typed into this, like this is what we do. We're we're on the more pop side of the of the genre. Now, don't get me wrong, I really like uh, Quiet Right. I even went to see him at the at the Kansas Star a couple of years ago mm-hmm. with my wife. They opened up for Rat. Okay. I loved it. It was the kid from, uh, did I tell you this? It was the kid yeah, from, uh, well, oh yeah, okay, yeah, the kid from uh, American Idol, one of them. I don't know which one. You just he, he was the new singer? Luke Chris, you know, whatever. You know, like, you know, all those country singers are all Chris or Luke or whatever. You know, they're just, it's the same <laughs> It was thing. a country singer? No, no, I'm just saying. Oh. It's one of those names that's just a common oh. name. Chad. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Taylor. <laughs> okay. I guess that's my, uh, 
I don't want to call it even a pet peeve. Mm. It's just a thing that I have that it shouldn't be met. Iron Maiden, if they would have made number one. Oh, yes. Heavy metal has been crowned number one. You know how in, I guess it was what, 80, 83, 88, when whatever, uh, when one by Metallica, I think, made it to number one. On the pop charts? Maybe. I don't know. It was a big hit. One maybe was, maybe yeah. it was the maybe it was the Is album. Is that a justice? I think it was justice for all. Maybe it, it was the album that went to number one or That's something. That's the one that Jason Newsted came on. It had no bass on it. It had no bass yeah. on it. Yeah, but it was a it was a hit. I think their highest charting hit. Mm. I don't know, but it but it was in the zeitgeist. It was being played on more than just rock radio. It seemed like mm. I don't know, but that never transitioned over to pop. That was just Metallica being Metallica. Yeah, the only thing that transitioned to pop was, well, not the only thing, but the first thing that transitioned to pop was Enter Sandman for Metallica. That brought them, oh, that, but, that, but that's that just because of the success. The yes, that brought them to the. That's just because of yeah, the success. Exactly. That's not them being pop. No, no, that's no, them just writing not. a badass I, I, song. I agree with you on that. <laughs> We're in total right. agreement. Right, them. right, right. So yeah, I, I I agree with that. I saw Quiet Riot back in St. Louis. I want to say in this club called Pops, and I saw Kevin DeBro. I won tickets to that show. It was like about a thousand person venue. Mm-hmm. And oh man, I, I remember Kevin Dubrow had this crazy wig. You could tell it was a wig, you know. I wasn't that far away, but I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> this guy. You're unimpressed. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> this is one of my jams. Oh, is it? It's not my song, but is it's one of song? my jams. Oh. It's a difference. <laughs> Poison at him. Bell Biv DeVoe? Yeah. This is a funky. This is one of my wife's songs. Well, that's why your wife and me are here. <laughs> Remember this? Uh, uh, Mental Health was one of my songs. Uh-huh. This is one of my jam is jams. My jam is okay. That's right, with Z at the end. <laughs> Adam, 1989, November the 24th, 1989. Uh-huh. Thanks to the video that gets Alice Cooper his first significant spins on MTV. Poison, Adam. Oh, sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Adam, it was uh, it was Alice Cooper's poison, not Belle Biv DeVoe's. Oh, no, no. I think Belle Biv DeVoe hit a little bit higher than seven. Probably. probably I yeah. think so. <laughs> he hit number seven, actually. The Rockers' first top 40 hit in nine years, by the way. Mm-hmm. Later in uh, November the 22nd, 1991, Adam Alice Cooper came to the rescue of two fans. Really? And, uh, yeah, this uh, of Patrick and D. Ann Kelly, whose California home was about to be repossessed. And Patrick oh. had painted Cooper's face on the house to sell the property. Mr. Cooper signed autographs to raise money oh. for those. He's a humanitarian. I thought maybe his onstage guillotine went haywire or something <laughs> and he had to save people from his guillotine. <laughs> That wasn't the that wasn't the case. <laughs> if I were you, I'd take precaution. It's <laughs> a Bell Babe the Bull quote. Oh. Alright! This is better than Ezra, baby. What's the title of this stuff? Rewind. Oh, okay. What's this about? 1989 Adam. Uh, okay. November the 27th, 19. Uh, I like better than Ezra. They're alright. Pop rock, you know. I like their songs. Is that one of those like '90s bands or yeah, whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Before file sharing, Adam, 
there was the dual cassette recorder. Yeah, there was. Oh, this song is called Rewind. There we go. That's why. <laughs> I had forgotten. Okay. I had forgotten there for a minute. <laughs> in an effort to stop people from making copies on tapes, ads run in the British and American press saying, home taping is wiping out music. In mm. 1989, I was alive. I don't remember that. Yeah. I do remember the double cassette, though. Yeah, I remember hitting record and <laughs> recording either off the radio or yeah. off of You're like, song. shut up. Up, shut up, yeah. DJ X. <laughs> Stop talking it up. You're, you're ruining my song. <laughs> you know how many of my songs were ruined? Oh, I know. <laughs> it's countless. That's why they did it. They're jerks. I know. <laughs> Adam, Adam. It's yeah. like I would, you know, you want, you know, I'm a lyrics guy, you know, so you're, you, you would oh, record right. it, you know, even if you were like doubtful of some kind of word or something like that, you, you could rewind it. Um, the, the tape could have been stretched to the max and you still couldn't fucking make out the word. No, oh, I know. I stopped trying. And it I was even like, stopped listening to words. And you, all you hear is the, bzz, 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 <laughs> and then whatever the word was back, like, God damn it, what is he saying? <laughs> you're trying to write it down. You really want the message, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you're like, oh my God, where is Google so I could just go and Google this damn thing. It didn't exist in 89. You know, you're busting your ass. I mean, of course, what, these morons of Christ, it wasn't ruining music, was educating us, Adam. Thank <laughs> God for the MP3, buddy. <laughs> this weekend, oh yeah, Kickstarter. Oh yeah, Adam. Let me this take is, a guess. This, this is, is your song. This is my song, Kiss a Little Caesar. I'm hungry for some pizza right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm vocals, Adam. Who's that? That's the mighty Eric Carr, baby. Oh, nice. Eric Carr, drummer extraordinaire, Adam. Yes. In 1991, on November the 24th, 1991, actually, passed away, Adam. He had died of heart cancer at the young age of 41. Heart dude. cancer? What? Yep. We have mentioned this before, by the way, on this heart podcast. Cancer. But we've never been in any kind of details of uh, how this went about. Yeah. I think he was uh, buried up in Middletown, New York, very close to where I was born. Mm. Up there, I've, I've tried to go to the cemetery where he's where he was buried, and for some reason, I just got caught up in something else, and I've not been able to go oh. up there to do that pilgrimage. Uh, Does he have pilgrimage. some fancy uh, headstone? I don't know. I think so. In a mausoleum of some sort. Yeah, I would imagine. You know, so it's very, very, very sad ending to you know such a young career. Great, great drum. He was. Thunderous. Did he waste away with this concert? Did he like or this cancer? I mean, did he like? Ah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I think he, he take a long it, time. It, it took some time for him to yeah to mm. go away. Yeah, Caravello was his last name. Applied for Kiss, submitting a cassette tape to the Kiss Army offices uh, of him singing the current single Shandy at the time. Instead of uh, Paul Stanley's uh, oh, okay. vocals, it was his. Okay. He placed it in what was it, a bright orange envelope so it could stand out from the rest of the submissions. Mm. So they picked it up. Mm. Uh, Paul Stanley in his book, Face the Music. Very strategic. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Looking and said, hey, this is great. There's a, there's a really cool story about where he was sitting there because uh, at the uh, waiting for his audition with the band, and he saw them came in. He saw uh, Paul Stanley, Gene Simmons, and Ace Fraley come in, and he could make the only one he could actually make out was though Paul Stanley. The other two, they weren't too sure which is which mm -hmm. or who was who. 
Okay. And he went in there and he commandeered actually the audition. And uh, he took over. You know, he said, hey, this is how we're going to do it. This is the key. We're going to play it. You know, it was awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. So Eric Carr, very, very talented dude. Hmm. He took on the persona of the fox, Adam, when they were still uh, masked. Yes. He was there for the unmasking of Kiss as well. Very, it is a very cool story. I, I have taken a picture next to the Porsche that they gave him as a present for joining Kiss. You're a big fan of Eric Carr. I am, I am. I, I think his thunderous drumming... I saw, yeah, I always tell, I think I've told you this before. When I saw Kiss. Just and, the tank and story or the whatever? The tank story, yeah. Just, yeah. It was just insane. It's, it's imprinted in my hmm. mind. You know, he came on for, I want to say, uh, music from The Elder. Oh, yeah. Which we stunk really bad. But, <laughs> but I, <laughs> world, I think the only song that really is, is worth something there is A World Without Heroes. It was a concept album that right, Kiss right. was involved in. Yes. And I think the last one was uh, Hot in the Shade, Adam. I'm, mm. I'm, I'm tripping there from mixing up my rock and rollers. Mm. But yeah, yeah, it was a very awesome dude, you know. And if you think for a minute that anybody who says out there, oh, you know, all these rock ballads is pussy shit, you know, especially all the uh, heavy metal fans, that the hardcore that are just totally against ballads. Mm-hmm. If uh, you listen to Forever, okay, yeah, 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 you'll hear how bombastic, how giant the playing was. Just, you and know, that's due to his playing. It's not due to any studio tricks or anything. That's just his style, right. his he was a du- sound. And he was a double bass drum dude too. He kicked those suckers like if it's not like it's nothing. Filled the room with sound. Yep, yep. And he actually predicted that Eric Singer would replace him because he, Eric Singer was doing some of the drum work on uh, on Revenge because Eric Carr was already ill, so Eric Singer was already doing some work on on that album. Also, a fantastic album, by the way. Oh, in studio. Yeah, in the scene. Oh, okay. He predicted that Eric Carr would replace him eventually. So, oh. yeah. Okay. And these are one of the very little songs that he sung on Little Caesar, by the way, <laughs> on that uh, yeah, on that record. So, yeah, man, that's Eric Carr, man. May Eric Carr rest in peace in rock and roll heaven. Yes, absolutely. Lovely. There's no space to mosh in here, Adam. (laughs) Not that I would mosh ever. You don't want to take down this tens of thousands of dollars worth of equipment in front of you. No, not the Tower of Power. (laughs) I have that under control today, Adam. Metallica's Whiplash. What a great song this is. Absolutely it is. It's so much energy in this song. You're right. It's just a big bundle of, I don't know, it's like you take a piece of the sun you catch it and you 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 control it, you mold it and you stick it into a record. It has that much power. You capture a ray of light? No, I'm talking about go to the sun and chop a piece off of it. A gaseous burning yes, piece yes. of the sun? A gaseous like you just called it. <laughs> wow. And what do you get? You get whiplash. Whiplash. I guess so. <laughs> or you get what uh Jason Newstead got playing the song all the time since he used to hang the headbang so much. <laughs> yeah, I think he got whiplash. <laughs> Neck injury, Adam. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Metallica's whiplash, Adam. Uh-huh. 1993 on November the 23rd, 1993, Adam. Okay. Metallica released their first box set, Live Shit Binge and Purge. 
yep. which contain live performances recorded on both their Damage Justice Tour and Wherever We May Roam Tours. Okay. That is brutal. Do you have that record? I mean, I don't have it physically. Oh, I know you're not into, but I have, into uh, the live stuff I can have, records. I can have know. digital files. Oh, my God. I've listened to digital files of it. It I, is so great, dude. I don't have it in my possession. Oh, yeah, I can't tell you how great it is. I know you think yeah. lesser of me now that I don't say that I, no, no, I don't have no, it in my no, catalog no. and I, don't, I can't go to a bookcase and pull it off the wall or anything. I want to tell you something about this record. Yes. If you are... Uh, how am I going to put did, this did down? It, did it come in any fancy... Uh, no, it didn't. No. At least the one I have okay. didn't come in any of that fancy stuff. If you are a post, uh, some kind of monster Metallica fan, maybe the younger fan, maybe a fan who discovered Metallica later in their lives. So just, any fan of Metallica. Any fan of Metallica that doesn't really know Early the raunchous, mm. the wild Metallica. Okay. This is where you get a feel of how angry... Metallica was how angry, especially James Hetfield on this recording, because he badgers the living shit out of the audience. Mm. Yes, yes, I've seen that. There is yes. no "We love you, Metallica family" like we saw him. Family this and family that. I'm yeah, like, hey, that's right, Adam. We're brothers. All of a sudden, the Metallica shit. That's right. Get you know, Coach Gruden away from us right now. <laughs> he doesn't like what's going on here. He likes separating things. You know? <laughs> as much as possible. As much as possible, exactly. Uh -huh. So, you know, this is where you're going to get that James Hitfield. Listen up, fuckers, you better, you know, do you know this fucking song? You better, we'll come out yes. and get you. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of threatening coming on from the stage. Hey, you're get right. this fucker a beer. I'm giving you just beer for free. <laughs> Reminds him. He gives a beer and says, like, you're drinking that shit for free. It's like, wow. You know, they don't give you that feel of, you know, and a lot of people really love that Metallica era too. A lot of fans. You know, like on. Do you, you think it changed when after they had the huge success of the Black Album, and then they come back with I it was a Garage, load. it was Load or Reload? I think when Load. No, Load first. You're right. Load comes out, and then they're they're like shaved and they're smoking Cubanos. They look like they're uh, tourists in Miami or something. Yeah, that's when Alice in Chains busted their balls on <laughs> unplugged. Is that what it was? Yeah, but yeah, maybe that's that was the change. Maybe that's when it happened. Like we've 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 achieved all of our success now. Now we're just going to we're reap reap the rewards. We're mega billionaires. <laughs> exactly. We have the cars and the mansions and the yeah. chicks to prove it. You'll you'll be lucky if we give you some new material every once in it's, a while, every uh, five years. It's it's cool because in a ways because if you remember behind the music with Metallica. Okay. And did you rem do you remember that episode? I mean, I I saw it, and I don't know which part you're gonna tell me. But. I was gonna say I'm gonna say that that episode. Uh -huh. This is how I place it in the Metallica lore or the Metallica timetable. It's this record right here. Okay. Live purge shit and burn. <laughs> <laughs> this record right here. B shit and binge. Or shit and binge. Yeah, right. Yeah, binge yeah. and shit or whatever. So <laughs> it's gonna. I'm gonna ruin my thought here. <laughs> trying to figure all this out. And you know that behind the music, and then some kind of monster. That oh. that kind of like fills the the behind the music fills that gap out a little bit. Mm. That's what I uh, for what little I know of Metallica. So I don't know if you could that's actually some, that's some kind of monster gets gets real real, uh, especially yeah. when they have like the therapist with them the whole time. I know I've seen it. I've seen it a couple. Matter of fact, I think it's one on one of the streaming services right now. Mm -hmm. And I've saw I saw it not too long ago, maybe a couple of months ago. I, was like, uh. I have issue with reality and cameras running. I just me. I I, I don't feel. I'm not saying Metallica is not genuine in it. 
Mm-hmm. I just have a feeling like, hey, 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 hey. At some part, subconsciously on your mind, you know you have a camera on you. Just like this uh, Beatles thing that I'm telling you yeah, about. From Peter Jackson. But people Well, have, the Balrog is, you know, getting back. You know you're being filmed the entire time. Mm-hmm. But the power is also in, with the editor. Because the editor is not going to put out 150 hours of material and let people watch. No. They're going to splice in things. Oh, this is interesting. Let me put this in here. And, and let's take this take of the face and yeah, put it here. This, the, right. And then yeah. we can we can craft a story with all the footage that we've yeah. And it's all visual. Yeah. yeah. That's that's what I have issues with it, you know. Because up there in my little book for my uh, mm. my grandchildren, M is for metal. Oh, I see it. B- behind <laughs> that uh, statuesque the, robot. The thing. sentinel, Adam. Get it right. Oh, the sentinel? <laughs> okay. <laughs> M is for mental and also Adam M is for Metallica Exactly Settle down class It's this week's rockin' higher Education lesson On Led Zeppelin 101 with Professor Adam Lee Tate Man, that's good stuff. You wanna know what this is? (laughs) Tommy, I think I feel like this might be your song. Ooh, this is my song for sure. Whiplash this one. Dub it the vote. Obviously. Obviously, this is communication oh, breakdown. Oh, the best! And the pe- the per- the person, there was a person in their history that handled all the communication breakdowns. Okay, Peter Grant, <laughs> the imposing, immense, and intimidating manager of Led Zeppelin, was essentially the band's fifth member. Not a bully. A former wrestler, he crashed around the ring as Count Massimo. No kidding. His massive girth. What was his name? As his principal weapon, Count Massimo. Ooh. He transitioned there to a tour manager for the likes of Chuck Berry and Little Richard. Wow. He found himself managing the Yardbirds just as the band was breaking up. And as Jimmy Page moved on with a new project, Grant was in tow. Wow. Early proof of Grant's shrewd negotiating skills came as he secured a lucrative five-year contract for Led Zeppelin with Atlantic Records, insisting on artistic control and a huge advance. Uh, no executive from Atlantic had even seen the band play. So that's pretty good that he secured that. He inspired the move to pure album rock to avoid the release of singles. We're going to craft an entire album that you need to purchase and not worry about little singles here mm. and there. Always on tour, he was present and ready to crack the heads of concert promoters, <laughs> bootleggers, pirate merchandise sellers, or anyone that got in the way of Led Zeppelin getting everything that they were owed. Uh, one not-so-shining moment at the final U.S. show Led Zeppelin would ever play in Oakland, California. Grant's son Warren was involved in an altercation with a security guard. That guard was summarily throttled by Grant and others from the Zeppelin crew, and a $2 million civil suit was filed. But after years of depression and drug abuse, on November 21st, 1995, Grant suffered a heart attack and died while traveling in his car with his son, Warren. Wow. Thus ending the storied life of a band manager whose dedication and passion for his act was unmatched. Wow. The death of Peter Grant 
That's our Zeppelin 101 for this week. Adam, I have to ask Adam. You have to ask Wait. Okay. Let me ask you. Ask me. Did you write this one too? Yes. Oh. <laughs> I didn't read it as good. Oh, but I wrote Adam, it. Yes, it was yes. excellent. It was excellent, Adam. I loved it. I did I loved write it. it. I loved it. I loved it. That's some talent. Now you know why we're getting hired by these companies. That's why the emails start coming in. <laughs> the hell's this? Oh, I know what this is. Hold up. Do you know it? Yes, this is the original sin by by in excess. Mm. The original sin. Mm. Is that auto erotic asphyxiation? <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're about to get to that. Oh shit. 1997, Adam. November the 22nd, 19 November the 22nd, 1997. Okay. You just spoke of the death of Peter Grant. Not I, Peter I, Jackson. <laughs> Peter Grant, yes. I got it right. That mm-hmm. doesn't mean I'm going to get it right in the future, but you know, at least for today. I for did. today, you got it. Well, so far today. Michael Hutchins, Adam, of In Excess, died in a, Sydney, in a Sydney hotel in what the coroner ruled as a suicide. The famous frontman was just 37. Wow. Hutchins' friends had been trying to reach him all morning after the singer left them several distraught messages indicating that he was an, an, an emotional brink. Uh-oh. But they were too late. At 11.50 a.m., a maid of the Ritz-Carlton at Sydney's Double Bay discovers Hutchins hanging by a snakeskin belt mm. from the suit's door. Ugh. He had apparently hanged himself with his own belt and buckle, broke away, and his body was found kneeling on the floor. Mm. It had been suggested that his death resulted from an act of auto Eroticism, Adam. Sure, sure. No forensic or other evidence to substantiate that suggestion was found. Wow. That's what they said. So they believe so, but there's no evidence of such. But so. he was in a bad mental state, they're saying. Mm-hmm. That's what they're saying, yeah. Was he depressed over the state of the band or I don't know. The, their lot in life now? Let me continue it. The in-excess, the in-excess front man was struggling with depression, taking Prozac and a range of illegal drugs to help cope, made... Worse by constant media scrutiny over his relationships with Paula Yates and her contentious custody battle with ex-husband Bob Geldof. Oh, Bob Geldof. So, yeah, he was involved in all this. Anyway, he was, you know, he was an Australian. They had a bunch of hit records. And, sure. you know, he was involved with Kylie Minogue and all kinds of stuff, man. Mm. They were a big band in the 80s. Yeah, they were. They, they were super. He was a good-looking dude, too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I could see where they were doing all that, and they were—they were more. <laughs> he wasn't blonde though. They have a song called "Suicide Blonde," but he wasn't—he wasn't blonde no, himself, he was wasn't. he? No, he, he had wasn't. blonde tips. He could have. I mean, he could have made himself whatever he wanted. He was a millionaire. Yep. He was still depressed though, you know. Yep. You know, I don't know what to tell you. Maybe that's why he's patients of cannabis when they feel uh, maybe he wasn't a. Well, he had, his, he had the Prozac <laughs> plus other things. He was trying to <laughs> medicate himself. is what it says here. Yes. Oh, okay, yeah, ZZ Top Legs, baby. Live. Live legs. Live, it always sounds better than the pop version on that record. <laughs> on Eliminator. Yeah. You don't like that one? I do, but I mean, just the live version makes it what it is. If it doesn't accompany the video, it's not as well, good. Well, that's different. <laughs> 2003, Adam, November the 22nd, 2003. The Compact Center in Houston, Adam, closed its doors. 
Okay. Who was the final act to perform? Wow. What were the chances we of you one, knowing it? I'll give you one guess. Go ahead. <laughs> ZZ, ZZ Top, who performed there uh, when it was known as The Summit. Oh. The venue, yep, it was purchased by Joel Olstein's Lakewood Church. Now, since that transition, has ZZ Top played? At the same venue? <laughs> Have they played the church? Look, as big as this dude's uh, <laughs> coliseum is. What the hell were you thinking? Uh-huh. I, I see no problem whatsoever <laughs> of them going in there. <laughs> I, would, I would think. <laughs> I would sure that in the entrance, the, the, as, they, long, as, as long as he gave a tithe when he walked yeah, in, you know? The paid entrance, the voluntary donation mm, would, exactly, be, exactly. would be very high, Adam. Well, it <laughs> might be. You're right. ZZ Top is coming to sing, you know, Oh, help me, Jesus, take me to the promised land <laughs> with fast cars and strippers. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> oh, yeah, Adam. Go ahead and throw this one, baby. Well, this is a sweet little medley with Ozzy Osbourne and Elton John. Singing Ordinary Man. I was unprepared for fame. Then everybody knew my name. No more lonely nights. It's all for you. There you go. He's an ordinary man. He wasn't prepared for it, dude. Goes to show you. He would have been a normal man. He would have had a normal life. If it wasn't for the, the chaos of his success in the road. Remember. The Neanderthal study, Adam. Oh, Neanderthal. <laughs> Where his DNA was altered. <laughs> Remember that. Oh, you learned right. that as well in that's the right. Tommy and Adam Hardy podcast. <laughs> he has a, a particular uh, yes, taste for cocaine. Yes. Predisposition, right? right. <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne, Adam, uh, struggled with a burglar who escaped with jewelry worth about uh, 2.6 mil, Adam. G- Jewelry? Yeah. $2.6 million ordinary, of jewelry? Ordinary man. He struggled with a burglar in his house. Who's jewelry? Have a, Sharon's jewelry? I guess so. It says, in his Buckinghamshire mansion, Adam. Ordinary guy. You know, he has a mansion. He struggled with bur- <laughs> Is it right next to Buckingham Palace? I wouldn't know. His Buckingham Shire is right next door? <laughs> I saw the Shire. You're talking about Peter Jackson. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where to knob it. We're all, oh, thank you, Adam, by the way. Today is a Lord of the Rings episode. Uh, <laughs> Osborne told reporters that he had the masked raider in a headlock as he tried to stop him. <laughs> I can't, I can't believe he overpowered me, you know. I, I tried to shake him, shake him till he was unconscious, you know. The burglar broke broke free, Adam. Wow. And jumped, listen to this, jumped 30 feet from the first floor window. What the hell? So he must have jumped 30 30? feet? Yeah, he jumped horizontally. I guess he was must have been one of those track stars. So his first floor has huge cathedral ceilings. <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that what's happening? I guess, dude. Wow. That must have been a bionic dude. A large amount of jewelry was stolen in the raid in which two burglars were involved. Well, how much do you think, like, Ozzy's big cross thing that he wears? That's probably pretty expensive. Just with just with being associated with Ozzy, it, it exponentially. Yeah, and, and uh, he had, I just all, laid a word on you, of, by the way, just, you know, just to compete with you. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, all of his rings and all of his other yeah. things that he had adorns himself his with. His mentalness. Yeah, it didn't have to be Sharon stuff. It could be all of Ozzy's things. He's an ordinary man. Ordinary man, though. (laughs) The song said that. Adam, I've been waiting to get to this segment, Adam. Oh, well, at least to this piece in history, Adam. Okay. 
What do we got here? This must be good. What do we have here? This is Alanis Morissette. She's a citizen of the planet. No kidding! All right, you can lower that down. I just just needed to know. The title of the song was enough. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 2006, out of November the 22nd, 2006. Mm -hmm. After decades of living in California, Adam. Okay. Fleetwood Mac drummer Mm -hmm. Mick Fleetwood was finally naturalized as a U.S. citizen, baby. Okay. Okay. Good for him. 2006 decided to come to the right side of the pond. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Did he receive a, did he have such a connection with this nation mm-hmm. because he'd lived here for so long, I'm assuming, yeah, that course, he decided yeah. to make the change? Yep. Because yep. you could you could have gone on probably for infinity or whatever, just redoing renewing yeah. his visas or whatever. He is, yeah, he's Mick Mick Fleetwood. Exactly. Who's, who's good? He's not John Lennon stirring up shit. Yeah. He's chilling in California. Exactly. Probably smoking the cannabis as well out there. Well. More than likely. That's what they did. I'm not accusing him of saying that he's I'm just saying probably. Yes. Other rock stars and musicians Lord, that uh, were naturalized as U.S. citizens. I'm going to let you uh, maybe okay. pick out a few. Give me a few. <laughs> do you know? Can you that just take naturalized a, yeah, as U.S. citizens? U.S. naturalized. You, do you know um, of any? No. Okay. I don't, I don't think I do. Then we're not going to waste our time with that. I'm going to give you a few. Tell me. I'm going to tell you a few right now. David Byrne from The Talking Heads. I wouldn't have guessed that. He is from Scotland, Adam. Okay. David Coverdale. He's a U.S. citizen? That's right. He's a, he's a Brit through and through. I don't know. It's, he's, he's naturalized, dude. Wow, I didn't know Celia that. Celia Cruz, Cuban salsa singer. Didn't, don't know that person. Sheena Easton, Sugar Walls. Where was she from? Sheena Easton was from Australia, Adam. Oh, really? Gloria Estefan. Okay. What, you know, the where, Conga. Yeah, she was where, from Cuba. Okay. All right. Flea, that makes sense. Flea is a naturalized U.S. citizen, Adam. Where the heck is he from? He is from Melbourne, Australia. Why are the Australians doing this? I don't know what's going on. Guess who else I'm going to give you? We saw her a couple of years ago at the Hartman. Uh, She's a naturalized U.S. citizen. Who did we see at the Hartman? She used to be oh, with oh, the oh, Runaways. Lita Ford? Lita Ford, Adam. She's from England. Really? Yep. Billy Idol. He became a U.S. citizen wow. also in 2018. Dave Matthews of the Dave Matthews Band. I thought he was, he's like a corn-fed man from the Midwest. South Africa, buddy. Really? That's right. Wow. French Montana, which I uh, got to meet. He, he was with Two Chains. He's Rap Izzles. Rap Izzles, yeah. He's from Morocco. Okay. I met him. That's why I know about that. Oh, I, okay. I had to call Jay to see, who the hell is French Montana? <laughs> I just met him. <laughs> Fucking idea. That's what I get when I order at Arby's. Yeah. <laughs> I get the French Montana. <laughs> Give me, give me some extra fries and some French Montana with that. Adam Alanis Morissette, the citizen of the world. She's Canadian, right? Evidently, she's a citizen of the U.S. now. Yeah, she's Canadian, yes. Okay. Adam, this one's going to blow you away. All right. Neil Peart. Oh, he, he did. He what? He, that's right. Neil Peart, all the Adam. other All the other guys are still citizens of Canada, there right? There you go right there. Oh. Carlos de David Santana. He was Mexican. Sure. He still is Mexican, but he's a U.S. citizen right now. Right, right. He's not illegal. Okay. Gene Simmons of Kiss. Israeli guy. Israeli, that's right. Slash Adam. He's a naturalized U.S. citizen. He, from, was, bo- from, he was born in the, U- in the U.K. Okay. That's right. Now check these dudes out right here. These brothers. Okay. Alex Van Halen and oh. Eddie Van Halen. From Holland. They were from Amsterdam, the Netherlands. Yeah. Yep. And Adam. Yes. Last but not least, the singer of Southern Man himself, Mr. Neil Young. 
Neil, oh, is he a Canadian yeah, guy he's too? He's a Canadian as well. That's right. Yep. Wow. So there you go, Adam. There I is the list. That's isn't a heck of a isn't list. Isn't that wild though? Yeah. You I, know, I think Neil Peart was the one that hit me the most. It, is, was like, it isn't that publicized, uh, all this activity. So it's like, wow, you know, what's going on here? I said, this is kind of nuts. At least for Neil Peart, I know his nation of origin. I didn't imagine that he would have naturalized to the U.S. Yeah, I didn't know that Lita Ford was from England. I didn't know that one. Let me see which one. I, I, I couldn't tell I by listening not, to her talk. I did not know that Neil Peart was from, you know, had naturalized here in no, the States. No. David Byrne, I thought he was from New York myself. I didn't know he was a Scott man. Mm-hmm. David Coverdale, as as English as that dude, I don't think you get more, more no. English than that. Him and his solos and being English, that's his deal. <laughs> <laughs> his band playing solos at him. So that's, that's where we're at. Nah, bro, you, you see me, bro? I'm hard, bro. I'm hard, bro. I'm Ooh, hard, Adam. bro. I'm hard, bro. Let's get started. This is the one I love the most, though. <laughs> I know you <laughs> like some other ones. Tommy and Adam. Hard to name. Podcast. Historic hip-hop rapizzle moment. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Adam, can you lower that, please? <laughs> I wanted to give you this at full force. Adam, the Wu-Tangs. Yes, this is Wu-Tangs? Yes. Once upon a time in Shaolin. Oh, boy. Woo. Wow. Now, from, what, from whatever I saw... This is like a, a hidden hidden record, like it's not officially released or something. I, I don't know the story. This is a very cool story. Okay. This is a very this is a very cool story on all levels, even if you're not a hip hop rap hizzle fan. Good. It's very interesting, very interesting piece of not only history, but of music history. I'm ready. I you like know, it. Here you go, right here. In 2015, Adam, not too long ago, six years ago, mm-hmm. November the 24th of 2015. Now, check this out. Okay. The only copy of Wu-Tang Clan's new double album, Once Upon a Time in Shaolin, was sold, Adam, mm-hmm. at auction. One, One single album. So this is the same thing like... Um, like, like I told you that I was into the cryptocurrency right, stuff. Right, exactly. They create these NFTs, and it's a one of one. And you are the one owner. You're the owner of this one item, and the scarcity makes that so valuable. You're gonna, okay. Yes. Let me hear it. Yeah, Let me will. hear it. The buyer was not Wu-Tang insane nut fan, Quentin Tarantino, mm. as many people had hoped. Martin Shikrelli, a, 30, a 32-year-old pharmaceutical executive notorious for buying a drug company and raising the price of their aged drug. <laughs> oh. Dara, Dara Prim. Uh, is that how you pronounce that drug? The one for the AIDS? Dara Prim. I don't know. Uh, from, I haven't checked my check AIDS drugs out. lately. <laughs> <laughs> he raised it from thirteen fifty a pill to seven hundred and fifty dollars a pill. <laughs> you want to live? 
<laughs> you, you better pay up. You, th- you all think you're all Magic Johnson or what? What's going on here? Got Magic Johnson money here. What the hell? By making just one copy, man, uh-huh. one single copy of the 31 track album, Wu-Tang was changing the paradigm of music distribution, treating the album like a piece of fine art rather than a commodity. Mm. Isn't that crazy? So now, does that mean that they pressed one album or CD or whatever format mm-hmm. it's in? Yeah, whatever it was. Does that mean that they still have the masters? Yeah, I would imagine so. Okay. I don't know. I really don't know that part. And is of there it. a guarantee that they won't print off more and let's, do all this other stuff? Let's read on it. Okay. Okay. And like fine art, right? At an auction, the details are all kept under wraps, baby. Wraps. Mm. Wraps. <laughs> I get what you did there. <laughs> Thank you, Adam. I'm, I'm, I feel vindicated there. I was good writing on my part. <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> the album is made on Wu Tang time. Taking about six years to complete, baby. Okay. So they started this album in 2009. Okay. So, yeah. In early 2015, potential bidders with significant capital, no kidding, are given private listenings, and May Shakrell won the auction for a reported $2 million. Oof. But the unique restrictions take months to hammer out. It seems Wu-Tang was hoping that the buyer will curate the album by holding private exhibitions. You know, I guess that's how you curate the stuff. You know, when you go out like, to art galleries and all that, and you just, here's the deal. You know, this is what we got. So, so be like, fuck with this. one night only at this club, we're going to play the Wu-Tang album. And or, you can come yeah. here and you can shake your ass to it. Well, maybe it would have been, if it's, we're talking about rich people here, it would have been, you know, maybe some kind of a gallery or somewhere. Maybe had some kind of DJ. Maybe it would have had, had the Wu-Tangers there. They, I don't know. They ultimately want the album exposed to more people. That's what they want. Yeah, but okay. Shakrell just wants to show it off like a trophy. <laughs> Fuck this curator. Puts it under, under That's glass. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 On December the 9th, he tweeted at him, of course. This is Shakrell. Krell tweeted. This is not black Twitter. Okay. Like they say back in BET, right? Okay. Which artist should I now approach to buy my next private album from? So he's uh, he's flaunting it. So. Uh-huh. so, and then he goes, the controversy doesn't end there. On December 17th, Shakrell was arrested on charges of security fraud and got out on bail. RZA is unaffected, seeing it as the nature of art. You know, it is what it is. They bought it. They could do whatever they want with it. Sure. However, mm. Ghostface Killer felt differently and when asked about Shakrelli's he says fuck him Shakrelli taunts him on Twitter also saying don't cry ghost all rap careers come to an eventual end wow <laughs> the feud escalates Adam and Shakrelli threatens to remove Ghostface's vocals from the Adam, from the album so I would say he I has the he, masters I guess he too. can okay you know as as for the details on the album and his future even Congress can't find out. Wow. That's powerful. Shakrelli pleads the fifth when he when he testifies, and in 2018, he is sentenced to seven years in prison for defrauding investors. Hmm. So wow. how do you, what do you think about That's that? Crazy. That, That's crazy. Isn't that That's genius. But now I wonder if he were to put it up for auction today. This item is probably appreciated in value, so he's going to get a nice big return on his Initial two million dollars. More than investment. likely, yeah. Make whatever he lost on this on this jail part. Yep, that's how it that works. And Adam, that was today's <laughs> hip hop rapizzle moment. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh yeah. Adam, 
Yeah. You know who this is, buddy. We spoke about him already. Damn right. It's Queen. Doing Little Richard's Tutti Frutti. Very cool. Adam. Yes, sir. November the 23rd, Adam, 2009. Okay. Little Richard had hip replacement surgery, mm. which did not go well. Oh, no. Unfortunately for him. Wow. What? The rocker never walked again, Adam, and remained in, in constant pain until his death in May of 2020. Mm. Damn. I never never that. walked again? I, yeah, that's what it says here, yeah. Jeez. Isn't that cruel? Well, I mean, I guess it is. I mean, I don't know what to say about that. Sorry for little Richard. Nature is cruel on little Richard. <laughs> What's this? Oh, I know what this is. This is a highly, highly produced album. <laughs> oh. Guns and Roses. There was a time. Actually, it's funny because that first intro, it actually reminded me of Mulan. <laughs> I had to suffer through that the other day with my granddaughter. Hey, Excuse me. I had to watch that with No, wait a minute. The, I didn't suffer through it, Adam. The I, new Mulan or the old cartoon oh, Mulan? I think it was the, uh, the cartoon Mulan. Oh, the cartoon yeah, Mulan's yeah. good. Yeah. I, like the, I like the cartoon so, yeah. Mulan. Don't say that too I'm loud. a fan. I'm a fan. Mm. 14 years after Axl Rose started working on it, Guns N' Roses, Adam. Yeah. Release Chinese tobacco. Oh, they finally finished it. Long talked about as the most expensive album of all time, right? Yeah, there's all kinds of shit here about it. <laughs> what the hell's this? Wait a minute, give me a second. Okay. <laughs> Having this some is, technical this difficulties. Is, this is live to tape, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and without Gosilos, even harder. <laughs> Adam, following well, we, the. We don't want any water spilling on any of the electrical equipment. No, we don't. Electrical electrical equipment. That's, that's what I don't want. That's what I was trying to avoid here. <laughs> following the the November twenty third, nineteen ninety three release, the Spaghetti Incident, members of the band drop off one by one, leaving Axel as the only core member by nineteen ninety seven. With the new team, he continues to work on the album, encouraged by his label Geffen Records, which offers a one million dollar. Bonus if he could deliver it by March of 1999. Mm. The day comes and goes, yeah. as do producers and musicians, yada, 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 and it keeps on going forever and ever until it's finally released in 2008. All kinds of wow. shit going on. That's a huge delay. Do you, do you have that record? <laughs> well, as I have any record, yes, but it's a digital file that I listen to <laughs> on my phone. Let's move on, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah! Can we yeah this one, Adam? If you can yeah like Chad Kroger from, <laughs> from, from Nickelback. Hold on. Let's, let's hold on until we hear his vocals here. He, he does a James Hetfield impersonation of Sad But True. Oh, Adam. We got to wait for it. We got to wait for it. Oh, you're killing it's, me. I mean, it's, uh, musically. It sounds pretty good. It sounds pretty, good. Sounds pretty tight. It fooled me. It fooled me, Adam. Let's, let's wait until Chad Kroger fills it with his voice. Okay. Reminiscent of James Hetfield. It is, it's coming very, very soon. Eventually. Very, very soon. He is imitating James Hetfield. Wow. Interesting, Adam. Isn't that interesting? 
Yeah. Nickelback. Nickelback. Sad but true. It is. I, I, Very I, sad. My, but when you said Chad Kroger and Nickelback and all that, my my desire of kicking with the mic in hand and going, let's yeah, at least for about 10 seconds. You stopped it. You stopped in mid-fly. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, mid-kick. Recoil, you recoiled that kick real fast. <laughs> in mid-kick at him. I said, what? What? Wait a minute. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> in Kensington, Prince Edward Island, Adam. Okay. And uh, on November the 26th, 2016, by the way. Yes. The police department made a Facebook post threatening drunk drivers with, guess what, Adam? <laughs> with Nickelback. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what? That's what it says here. The police department of uh, Kensington on Prince Ed- in Prince Edward's Island. Yeah. On top of a hefty fine, a criminal charge, and a year's driving suspension, we will also provide you with a bonus gift of playing the office's copy of Nickelback on the cruiser on your way to jail. <laughs> <laughs> So, so the the officer, the arresting <laughs> officer, has to suffer as well. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Adam, this is wow. the sad part about this right here. The constable Adam, yes, had to later apologize. Oh, <laughs> because, because that's too torturous. <laughs> that's, that's unusually Can cruel. Can you imagine that? Well, I I know that like when Manuel Noriega was holed up in a place. <laughs> They were like blasting like ACDC at and him or something. Play, they played metal. Yeah. No, they, you know, there was an ACDC they were playing on? I don't remember. But I, I remember ACDC. I thought it was what, part that, of it. That was one of them? I think so. Well, they were doing the same thing there on Kensington Island. <laughs> Maybe he's not a big fan of the, the metal axe. <laughs> no, I wouldn't I would call it that either, Adam. He's, he's no fan whatsoever. He's no fan of mine, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> There are song lyrics. I never brag how real I keep it, because it's the best secret. There are also lyrics that will captivate your imagination. And then there are the Tommy and Adams hard-to-name podcast lyrics that will... Blow your mind! <laughs> uh, Sam Elliott gets me every time. I know this. Adam. Bad Company, rock steady. Yeah! See, that doesn't really. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Paul Rogers, yeah. Let me bring. Let me. Let me. Let me slow this one down. Hold on. Hold on. Which, where am I playing this? One? Okay, we go. Costello's not here. I don't know. I don't know. Let me stop this, Adam, real quick. Okay. Rocksteady. Rocksteady. Adam yes. from Bad Company. Bad Company. Bad Company. First album, right? So yes, we covered this. I think on significant albums sometime this year. It's a rock super group made out of I think uh, Free Mott the Hoople and some other shit. Sounds right. And they were uh, managed at them by none other than the Swan Song label, Peter Pe- Jackson, <laughs> by oh. P- Peter Grant, Peter Grant Jimmy Page. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Yes. So yes, Rock Steady. Not a single, by the way. Not released on their first album either. 
Okay. It's just a very well-known song. Uh, songs that were deep cuts that were embraced at them by the hard rock bluesy became radio community. Yes. Became radio tracks. That's right. It's one Not- of those rare occasions that, that they will take a record that's neither on the B side, A side, or anything like that, and they say, wait a minute, I liked Some DJ probably came up with this. Maybe even Peter Grant had something to do with it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But okay. they, there was two releases on this one, which was uh, "Can't Get Enough of Your uh, Love," "Can't Get Enough of Your Love," and the other one was "Oh Gosh." Was it, I was it the song "Bad Company"? Oh, I think uh, no. Wait a minute, it might, it might be three because "Bad Company" was one of them as well. Anyway, it doesn't matter. We're talking about out about rock steady, rock baby. steady. This mm-hmm. is not about love. This isn't about you know evil women. He wants to rock you know? steady. So now check this out. We we covered the the beginning of it was where the league started. Let's play a little bit more of it. Sure. Got to get ready, baby. Got to, baby. Get ready. Got to take right. vitamins. Yep, yep. Got to do a couple of push-ups. <laughs> right? Oh, it's that groove. Now it goes into the chorus. Oh, we're going to stop before we do that. Mm-hmm. Let's go before we go into there. So it's a pre-chorus, actually. Mm-hmm. Then I'll go into the chorus. You know, I know about all those things, you know. Oh, sure, sure. Anyway, okay. well, when I, Adam... Want to rock steady? Want to rock. You know the lyrics to this one, buddy. <laughs> I know some of them. Yes, oh, yes, yes. That's what I'm talking Want to rock wow. steady. Want to yeah. rock steady, yes. Yeah, this is yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a yeah in there, Adam. <laughs> I know, Adam. I've got to get, get ready. I've got, that's where you take your vitamins. <laughs> Pump right. some iron. Yeah. Yeah. You tighten, tighten your belt a little that's bit. Right. You, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, you don't want your pants falling no, down. No, absolutely not. Tighten you, your shoes. You want to get make your, sure your make sure your laces are tied. Yeah, you want to eat some oysters, Adam. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Because you got to get ready, baby. Get ready. That's right. And I close my eyes, Adam, mm-hmm. and I let myself, myself go. go. Let yourself go. Listen to the O. <laughs> That's what it says. Listen to the O? Yeah. <laughs> Listen to the O. And then it's going to go into the pre-chorus, Adam, and here it comes right now. That's a kicking song, Adam, right there. <laughs> Turn on your light. Adam. Yes. The last time I karaoke I believe I rock steadied. Did you? I did, Adam. That was your song? I horrible. This is actually one of my go-to top songs when I'm karaoke Adam. Midnight, though, because I can't hit the notes. You know what you could do right now? What? <laughs> <laughs> you could take and sing along with the song and show us what your karaoke would be like Adam live to tape no, on sure. the pod, Adam. If everybody if there, wants it, you could feel if it. If there's any way, I know that the listeners are drunk and they won't re- remember this. You've got to get ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably do it, Adam. <laughs> now it says, "Baby, let the music flow." Yes. Yeah. Turn on your yeah. light and your stay light. with me a while. Stay with me a while. What? That's the one. Turn that, on your light. 
Because your light was off, going to turn on your light. Could these be the lights, Adam? The headlights? Yes, the headlights. <laughs> turn on your lights. The double exposure. Uh, exposure headlights. That's right. Big ones too, Adam. Okay, could well, it be? Could it be? Turn on those lights, Adam. Could it be? It could be. Could be. You could. This could be on. Stay with me a while. That's right. Because your headlights are that's out. Right. That's right. You don't know. Because they're on. I want to. I want to go towards them. <laughs> well, on. But to, it's to like be a, to be on, they have to be out. It's like an. You insect. can turn them on in the garage. It's like an insect. That's not to, good. It's, it's like an insect to the ball. You know. <laughs> I understand, yes. <laughs> uh-huh. And it says, turn on your light now, baby. It repeats it again, right? Yeah. And it says, wait a minute, hold on, hold on. It says, to ease your worried mind. So you wanna mind. you wanna forget what you're thinking about when you're rock steady. What, we, what do we have to be worried about? I wouldn't know. We're rocking steady. Yeah, but you're rocking steady. You gotta get, you know, sometimes when you know rock steady, at least in the rock steady in the context that I'm thinking about. Okay. Get there, you know what I'm saying. Sometimes it's spontaneous, or you rock steady spontaneously, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's planned. Sure. Sometimes it's it's a flow. It just one thing goes into the other. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's different ways you can rock steady. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yes. You know, and okay. then here it says, it says, "Stay with me a while, baby, mm-hmm. and rock steady." Stay with me a while. This wasn't planned. This rock steady is one of the spontaneous But we want everybody guys. relaxed. Mm-hmm. Ease your worried mind. Stay with me a while. We'll rock steady. Man. No pressure. No, just relax. As this guitar, Adam, plays along. <laughs> yeah. Check this out. Let's, let's, let's listen to some of the music of this, Adam. Let me hear He keeps on telling him, rock steady, yeah, baby. this is what we're doing. We're rocking steady right now. And he's reminded one of my love. Listen to this. That's soulful or what? Yes, it is. Very soulful. It's flowing, It's flowing. It's flowing. It's flowing. Now, check this out. This could also be inspiration, Adam. The inspiration is Inspiration flowing. is hitting him at this time. Maybe he was in a bang fest in the first <laughs> in the first verse. <laughs> okay, <laughs> lyrics that will blow your All mind right. out. Of you're, my, you're clearing that up. My okay, mind is you. being blowed right now. Yeah, well, okay, the second verse. Maybe Adam, his mind is being. The blown second too. verse is a little bit more literal. You're feeling that inspiration coming towards you. Mm-hmm. He's closed his eyes. He's closing his eyes. Right, you have He's to letting feel, himself go. Yes, you hear that that guitar groove, that riff, mm-hmm. and it's a constant. There's not a lot of mm. change to it, Adam. No, it's a it's a it's pretty, like a metronome. It's a little... right there. It's going every once in a while. Mm. You hear a little peak of a solo, maybe a note just being you know stretched out just a bit, but it comes right back to the just a little extra the, flavor added the, in the spot. You know what I'm saying? I understand. I, and then that's where he gets that. Because that's what I'm saying. It's his inspiration, Adam, because he's soulful at that point. At that point, it's not... By the way, this song was written by uh, by Paul Rogers. Okay. At that point, Adam, mm-hmm. it's not his mind, Adam, that's working. He's on autopilot. He's feeling. 
he's feeling. It, it, is, as, it has infected his soul. He has closed his eyes at him. Yes, and he's just let himself go he's to the natural, go. whatever naturally is happening. That's right. That's right. Because I know about inspiration out of myself. I love to pick up my bass at him. Mm-hmm. And I like to close my eyes and play some notes. I have no fucking idea what I'm doing, by the way. Mm-hmm. But it feels good. You okay. know what I'm saying? You just let it slide up and down and go, oh, yeah. Mm. Okay. Yes. <laughs> the fingers oh. at him. Oh, on the, <laughs> on the frets at him. Oh, oh, the frets, 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 frets. Yeah, gotcha. I mean, gotcha. I, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, let somebody else do the, you know. The... <laughs> okay. Can, can you agree with me on that? Maybe a little bit that it's the second so, part is about so, inspiration. So you think we've, we've gone to a physical, from, from a physical relationship initially. And now we've gone into like musical inspiration. Is that Could what you're be, saying? Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah. Okay. Because he's letting it flow at him. That's the whole deal. He's letting it flow. Sure. That's what I think. He's getting. He's he's out of his head. He's not. He's not overthinking anything. He's letting it come to him, and he's feeling the inspiration. Yeah. Because, and the reason I said, like I said, because you could see, you could feel his soulfulness in his lyric, mm-hmm. in the way his voice is sounding. Yeah. So anyway, and he turned turn on the light again. Dice back to the headlights. Yep. There he's reached a climax, Adam. Oh. Well, well, you can't have a period of time where you're you're giving your 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 counterpart attention and then you go away with all of your musical inspiration you have to refocus on your on your counterpart there your 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 young lady that you're with yeah so he had to refocus and say all right i've received this inspiration and now i'm going to apply this inspiration to our little relationship that we're going to have right here i'm going to mechanicalize you <laughs> <laughs> with this tool <laughs> oh my god it's a, it's a rock tool. It's, you know, it's an instrument. Adam. It is an instrument. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome group, Adam. I was just figuring that we could try to get into a little bit of a, you know, of a bad company. Yeah, you know? I've never, I've never a lot torn of fun apart. song. You know, it's not a, it's not a song that will, it's just a, uh, Uncon- it does it has no kind of commitment whatsoever. It's just let's rock steady. It, it it's pin- not you know let's not do anything. You could apply that to anything in life. Exactly. You could you could whatever angle that you're coming from. You could say this applies to my situation and when I'm thinking about it in this yeah. area, angle or something. You got some a job to do, Adam. By the way, fantastic job, Adam, on your deck and all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had to rock steady on that. <laughs> There was many evenings where I said, can you turn on the light? <laughs> you couldn't leave your you, worries you could, behind You Adam. could stay with me a while. It help a little bit, please. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, you, you felt an inspiration at some point, Adam. I have no idea, man. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I just don't Tommy know. and Adam's hard to name podcast you. lyrics that will blow your mind. Adam, it's too much. <laughs> that was uh, Adam, rock and roll birthday, baby, born on this day. Let's do it. And we all know who this is. This is Jimi Hendrix, baby. Jimmy. Oh, born November. 
<laughs> Born November the 27th of 1942, Adam. Mm. Oh, Lord. He was 27 when he died, Adam. Guitarist, singer, songwriter, who... In the 1967, had a whole shit ton of hits, mm-hmm. you know, the Voodoo Ch- Child and mm-hmm. all this other electric, uh, electric Ladyland and all this other crazy shit that was going on. Mm-hmm. You know, made appearances in the Monterey Pop. He, the iconic uh, Woodstock uh, performance, Adam. Sure. Where he is, uh, you know, burning his guitar and doing all kinds of crazy shit. Mm. But I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna tell you actually a little bit of. Uh, I thought it was Monterey. G- wasn't that Monterey? It's Pop Monterey or Pop Festival. Yeah, he okay. was in that one too. Okay. Says, uh, I thought I had mentioned that. Sorry. Did you know that in 1969, check this out, he was in the audience. 1962. Yeah, okay. at the Madison Square Garden while the Rolling Stones uh, were recording at their show there. Mm-hmm. Get your yayas out. Okay. He was celebrating his uh, 27th and last birthday that day. Uh, during this time, actually, in uh, November 25th of 1930. He died, I believe, September of the following year. He hadn't turned 28 yet when he died. Mm-hmm. So well, let me see. When did he die? Let me see real quick. It says here, rah, 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 rah. shit. 1970, wasn't it? Uh, Something like that? Yeah, 1970. September uh, 1970, by the way. Hmm. Adam also, uh, November the 25th of 1939, was born Tina Turner, Adam. Oh, really? Yeah. Man, know. 1939. Wow. Jeez. She's 82 years now, old. Now, she's dude. somebody who's probably gone from a U.S. citizen to some other citizens. She Doesn't is, she live in Europe somewhere? She, Adam, she is a Swiss citizen. She's a Swiss citizen. It okay. says here, uh, Tina Turner is an American-born, however, Swiss singer and actress. Wow. That's what it says here in her bio. She's a Swiss miss. Yes. <laughs> I don't think about a miss, but yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, I don't think I missed a lot either. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> she was born Anna Mae Bullock in Brownsville, Tennessee is what it says here. I thought it was, uh, what was it, that one place that, that uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. I don't know. Had a song about it, Bushwhacker or something like that. I don't know what it was. She takes her stage name from uh, At the Behest of Ike Turner. Mm. She took a lot of stuff from Ike, too. Sure, a lot of stuff. We started performing together in 1960, man. So, yeah, she actually said, fuck you, U.S., I'm out of here. She actually took tests and all kinds of stuff to get uh, get her Swiss citizen. It wasn't just oh. because I'm Tina Turner, I'm going to get it. She went through the whole, you know, the whole rigmarole at him. Well, she had to go through their deep uh, military history. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> Which is, <laughs> we're neutral, always. <laughs> Isn't that what Swiss do? I think so. Yeah. Adam Ford on November the 26th of 1945 was also John McVie, Fleetwood Mackey, 76. Wow, okay. On November the 22nd, Adam, one of our favorite actors from The Sopranos of 1950, Adam, was little Stevie Van Zandt. Oh. He is 71 today, Adam. Adam also, on November the 21st of 1965, Adam, great year. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh. Who could it be? Who could it be? It's horrible, though. Great year, but this is, she's 56 today. Her name is Bjork Gundenstein. Bjork? Yes. <laughs> Member of the Sugar Babies, Adam. I have a... <laughs> I had a Bjork album one time. You got, get out of here. She had a really? song called Army of Me, and I really liked it. Oh, wow. Yeah. More Adam confessions. <laughs> <laughs> and she's a little waif-like thing. Yeah, well, you know, she's, uh, she's Icelandic. Icelandic, yeah. Yes, Icelandic singer, songwriter, actress, record producer, and DJ. Bjork, uh, I'm going to try to actually really pronounce her last name. I don't think you have to. Gondmund. Dot here was uh, she embarked on a solo career, yada yada yada, and all kinds of other bullshit. Right? <laughs> it's a damn shame that we have to bust into our next segment on the thought of a Bjork. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's a wonderful thing, Adam. <laughs> it's that time again. I don't know what to tell you, Adam, because it's, it's crazy. It's let's load up. <laughs> it's going fast today, Adam. It's not even letting us bullshit. <laughs> it better be good. Ooh, Adam, Does it come through. Oh, there it is. There it is. Okay. All right. This one is. Uh, I'll give the particulars here. It's violets. Dot TV. Oh. V I O L E T S dot TV. Okay. She's got a check mark by her name. Oh, she's verified? Yep, there's a check mark. I thought we were going to do ones that are, I need to talk to Agent X3 about this. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a ver- this is a real this is a real artiste. I think this is a, this is an individual's site because mm. it just has Violet Summers as the the principal person who will be in most of these pictures, I believe. Oh, okay. We were, I mean, we were doing team ups and stuff. Yeah, we were, weren't we? And we were doing some of the little smaller sites. This one has quite a few followers. How many? If you look up there, oh wow, eleven point two million followers. Oh wow. Let me see. Violet is into unicorning, Adam. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> I, I wonder what that means. I wonder what that means. <laughs> For sure. Unicorning. What does that mean? I have no idea. Posing, acting, says she's from, I guess, maybe, oh. I don't know if she is or not, but it says Phoenix. Maybe she's risen from the ashes. Maybe. Maybe she well, is we, the Phoenix. We'll, take a, we'll, we'll be the judges of that, Adam. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she has a backup site here, so I guess she's just going to have just one. She has a couple oh. of sites, and she's into business. I thought most of her pictures was of her backing up. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> we haven't seen that yet. Oh. <laughs> I was just guessing. It was on the headline there. She's on the third birthday, so I would imagine. So she's legit. Oh wow! Usually it's us just making fun of this, you know. We're actually gonna have we're actually gonna, we're gonna have. A, I think this is our, is this our first verified. This has to be like a professional. Like this is like her probably okay. her main source of of uh, money. Oh, she also has a YouTube channel here, Adam. But that's, that's under that's under business for yeah. the fansmanagement.com. Oh, excuse me. Check this out. Let's look at this YouTube channel real quick. Oh, you're going to check that out? I'm going to look at it real quick. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's going to, you just click on it, Adam. I don't want to leave this page. No, just stay right there. Stay right there. Let me see. <laughs> no, I don't see anything of interest here either on this YouTube Is channel. it just like a, how to connect with her management team uh, or something? No, some just titles of videos. This is my first time soaking in hot springs. Hmm. Oh, that much more has to be good. Oh my goodness. My alter ego and Violet takes to the Big Apple. Oh. So I guess it's her adventure, her adventure. Oh this better not be like that one comedian that stunk. Oh my. Well, no. Let's see. Okay, let's go back to Miss Violet here. Oh, I like the I th- first. I think some stuff's oh. okay. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, Adam, I think so too. I'm going to agree with you, my friend. Did, did you? I, did I, I saw the first. GG. There's a team up, Adam, on number three. Oh, number three. Yes, yes, yes. Did you see that? Yes. Uh, mm, I like that. Kiara Moon is the uh, tag team match, as oh, she says. Kiara Moon. Okay. Okay. And Kiara is 
bathing suit doesn't seem to fit quite properly. No, don't no, you think? Definitely on the top. And you know what? And and violets is a little bit uh, small as well in the bikini wax area. No, yeah, yeah. But she's wearing. But it's a a a one piece. It's very uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Let's then, let then can look know, at the other side. Can we jump? Can we jump into Kiara Moon's webpage real quick? <laughs> I'm interested here. Let's take a look at this. We well, should look at the first reel. Ah, she's also verified, dude. Really? I have never seen her before. I don't even I have no and I'm a YouTuber. I don't know why you know I love that YouTube. So let's just go back to Violet. Let's concentrate on that, Adam. We should just look at the first one. It's a reel. It's a reel? The first then, the first the very first Then hold up one. a minute. From now on, you're gonna be known as agents T and A. We have to be official, Adam. Definitely, Adam was brought to you by Agent X3, Agent Adam. X3. Without a doubt. <laughs> I think Godzilla would have loved this one. Especially on the team ups. Yeah. I think he enjoys the team ups as well. Definitely. I think he would have blasted off. <laughs> <laughs> All the way to Phoenix, is that what you're saying? <laughs> wow, number one, Adam. She's in some athletic gear. Do you see she that? She is, Adam. She's in athletic gear. She's and like, it's, on a university, a I think. It's a video. Yeah. Actually, it's a video, and it's the same deal. Look, Adam. Her pants seem to fall off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then you get a side profile and her uh, cut-off sleeves. Are you sure she's not tagged into Musaro Norte or <laughs> or, uh, or what is it? Uh, what was the one I, that, I don't. I don't remember. What was the one we were watching at your house? A virtual uh, b- butts or... <laughs> <laughs> Virtual hotness. Oh. I don't know. That's a good video, though. It's not it's bad really at all. Good. Yeah, I like it. Shirt is a little loose, Adam. It's and it's it's well edited. Mm, yeah. I mean, it, it keeps your attention. It's professional. Yeah, those side shots are super fast, Adam. They're we, really. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she has some biggins. Breasts. They are <laughs> very large. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Okay, not She's bad. an animal lover. She was walking a dog. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In yeah, yeah, that yeah. initial video, I'm looking at one now. It's the fifth post, I believe. Let me look at it. Let me and look she's at got it. a cat. Okay, okay. And her cat kitty. is looking at... <laughs> is looking at... Uh, a part of uh, Violet here. Oh, yeah. There must be a male cat. Saying good morning. Yes, and I'm mad at him. Mm-hmm. Wow. Happy hump day. That's what it says? That's what... Well, that's what I... I uh, nice. Oh, Kiera... Kiara Moon oh, yeah? sent a message saying happy hump day. Wow. What? Yeah. Kiara Moon? They're friends. They must be big friends. That's pretty cool. God, big yeah. Cool. Oh, yep. I, I agree with you, wow. Nikki. I mean, yes. These are these are fine, fine photos. And they're professionals. Yeah. Is number okay, number six, Adam. Number seven, actually. She okay. is again with Kiara Moon. Yep. Oh, okay. She has um Let's look at number six real quick. And it says, tag gonna, your buddy. First, I'm going to comment on her eyes. Okay, let's comment on her eyes. Her eyes seem to be close set. What's that mean? They're like, uh, they're a little bit close, like in the middle. Like they're set center of her of her, of her face. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. How they're like, they're beautiful color to them. Very. Green very. eyes. Constant, uh, so I'm going to uh, imagine it's her own. Her Adam. eyebrows are, are kind of thick, bushy, oh. the kind of the style for the current time, I believe. Okay. And she has a very youthful face. Yeah. I but her eyes the... have a, a bit of a, hmm, like I'm not all there type of a look, you know? Hmm. Do, you, do you feel that? Do you think she's a, Whoa. Pa- do you think she's a cannabis patient? No. not may, Maybe that's it. Because if you go to the ne- the very next post after okay. that one with, the, one with the pair, she looks absolutely fantastic. Let me look at it. 
the the absolute next one where she's wearing a green top. I see that. She just looks absolutely matches her eyes. She's like in absolutely, the kitchen. Yes. She looks absolutely amazing there. Yeah, yeah. But if you go back to the one previous, she looks like she, she's lost 70 IQ points. Yeah, she's like a little goofy there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Adam, there's a real three after that one. Three after that. And a uh, Jean on, what is it, Daisy Dukes, Adam. They're Daisy Duke kind of action. She's getting into a car. Is it a helicopter? No, Adam. It is a, uh, it is a Humvee or something like that. Oh, okay. A Hummer, maybe a Jeep. Mm, yeah. says here, currently road tripping. Can you guess what I'm looking for right now? I always make a mess while driving. French fries, maybe? That <laughs> could be. That, that's what I'd be looking for. <laughs> if I were her, she needs a couple of French fries. She's not like the ones we're used to, Adam. She's not, she is not a... She is well fit. She is well fit. I will say this. It seems she's a college no. student because she seems to spend a lot of time on... On campus. On campus, Oh, yeah, That exactly. would be three after that one as well. Let's take a look at that. Oh, yeah, yeah. She says here, made it to Texas. Oh, she's in Texas, Adam. Okay. I love being on the road. Okay, good for her. She's also a Phoenix Sun fan. Adam, if you noticed that one. Hold on. Hold on. Hold up. Which one? Where are we going? It's a real. Where are we going? She says it's only uh, one hour left of National Pickle Day. Oh, I see that. And she's celebrating National Pickle Day. (laughs) And she is slamming. Oh, (laughs) she is enjoying... A nice, wow! A nice dill spear, <laughs> but she doesn't want to bite it. She she, she just wants to, uh, she wants to just to, uh, consume it in one piece. She wants to, she wants to tickle her throat at him. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's something right there. Oh, that's she's, pretty awesome. Obviously, she lives in Phoenix. She's a okay, Phoenix yes, Suns yes. fan. She's in the stands for the Phoenix um, Suns. Adam, I'm a little ahead of you though. <laughs> oh, have you gone? I have. Further? She's she's like, let's say after the Phoenix one you just saw, it's three yeah. after that. For some reason, she's on the street in... In Sun's gear. In Sun's gear in a G-string. <laughs> oh, oh, there's a little... There's, little uh, how you doing? There would be... <laughs> that, would, that would be the shot where Godzilla would look up. Yeah. <laughs> What's going I, on I, here? I see that. Oh, let's keep That's going. Let's go further down. Let's jump here. There's some, whether she's in lingerie, in some kind of oh, really? like an orangey lingerie. And yeah. More, more uh, pool shots with her friend. Yeah. Oh, do you see the pink pants? Let me see. Let me let me look. I'm I'm stuck. I'm stuck on the Adam. I'm stuck on the orange lingerie because as if Godzilla would swipe. You can see a little bit of the nipplets there. Oh, really? (laughs) Well, there goes the phone. I don't want to break anything tonight on my dad. Oh, the, the the lingerie is orange. It's orange, yeah. Yeah. And we keep going down. Okay, what was the one you saw? Uh, which, one, which one am I speaking of? Her uh, YouTube might be worth looking at, Adam. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Mm, she keeps going down, keep going down, down, down. Oh, she's in another lingerie, kind of. Uh, she's in Boston for some baseball. Man, she's all over the place. Yeah. Adam, she is also in Schoolgirl. Uh, that's why it hit it. Where? Because check it out, Adam. Adam, keep going all the way down, Shit. past. Oh, okay, wow. so she's in Boston, right? Um, she's uh, in Nashville now for okay, me. She's, she, okay, where are we at? I love my stadium tour. Uh, which one was she at? I couldn't see that. Mm. Okay, let's keep going Chicago. down. Oh, there's. Okay, so you're in Fenway. She keeps going down. All right, she's like in a boat. She's throwing over. Adam, She's. did you see the one there? She's in a boat, and she's like throwing a, a box of booty. <laughs> As the pirates would say, Adam. Uh-huh. Now she is in some kind of an orange lingerie after that. She, maybe she's like a yellow jacket, like a bee. And right after that one, Adam, you yes. would see mm-hmm. the ones that the Pope likes, Adam. What? Really? The, the schoolgirl oh, action. So okay. now you know why the Lords of the G-String yeah, took us to this. That's it. I would say, Adam, mm-hmm. I likey, likey, likey. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> What's her name again? Violet. Violet. Oh, there you go. I forgot. I forgot her name for a minute. You know, Violet. You are awesome. She has tattoos of some kind of a. Uh, I don't know what the hell that is. Yeah, that's on her, like on her ducks back, or something. back shoulder yeah, there. Like ducks or something. I don't know what you that think is. It's ducks. I don't know what it is. Don't matter. Yeah, it, it is a flying bird of some sort. Yeah, that's pretty cool for him. That's where uh, Lenny Lenny Kravitz, let's fly away, would play. Mm. Adam, there yeah, we go. Sure, sure. Is there some more nipplets action? Go to the further down. No, there isn't. Oh, Adam, Adam, there. Are you in Chicago a- now? Adam, Adam, Adam. Yes. No, I passed Chicago. No, she is in Chicago. Same problem, Adam, in G strings, walking around, walking around. Which is. She went to a Trump Tower. Is she so. on a G-string kind of tour because she's been in all these different cities? <laughs> <laughs> is she sponsoring any products here, Adam? Um, everyone uh, seems to love my miniskirt. She okay, says, well, "Which I don't there. I don't see miniskirt. Oh, yes, I see that, Adam. <laughs> the flowery one. Is that correct? Uh, yes, it is flowery. She has a green top. There you go. Which oh, is, yeah, which is kind of creeping up on, oh, on the there other we side. Go. While she's looking down at some kind of river as well. Yeah. And she always says, comment below. Well, no, in the Atami and Adam Hart and in podcast, we will comment live to tape. <laughs> we, we, we like you so far. Yeah, this is... This is yes. Oh, she Adam. Went, she went to New NYC next. Adam in yep. NYC, Adam? Yep. I can tell. Why? She is in the Pride Parade, Adam. Where? In NYC. Look at it. Where? Look at right there. Look, she is in a rainbow kind of a bikini kind of deal. I don't know if she's participating in it as a member of that community or supporting them. Oh, 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 I see it now. I don't know. Yeah, I see it. it. You know, here's the deal, though. Uh I support you, Violet, regardless if you are part of that LGBTQX135 community or you are in solidarity with the LBCY M345. I'm gay. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> i just want to so there we go adam there are how many pictures of those there's four we of have those. four of those adam so let's take a look we got the front mm. she's got uh she got the little cat ear uh adam, thing in her head look at number two adam where it says i had a blast experience that is where she number two summertime in the big apple is like mm. adam have you ever been to the Big Apple? Nope, never have. I have been many times. I've never seen this in the summer. <laughs> you, have you haven't? No, I have never seen this. In what? Have, no. have you been to the Pride Parade? <laughs> That's maybe why. Puerto Rican Pride? Maybe. Yes, I've been to the Puerto Rican one. <laughs> no, and, and the and Puerto this, Rican. And this doesn't happen? This does not happen, Adam. I am going to the wrong parade. She is absolutely perfectly legal. Yeah, oh, she, yeah, yeah. All of the all the sensitive areas have yes. been covered. All, <laughs> I mean, just, just barely. <laughs> but they're covered. Oh, Miss oh Violet, no wonder you are verified. Oh, Adam, 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 Adam. If you go down, let me see, oh after the Pride one, so it's going to be like three or four wow. down, there is one Adam. She is in another tank top kind of deal, and her her side booby. Her athletic outfit? You're, is yes, that what you're talking Adam, about? It's almost out, and I don't know what city she's in, but she says, hunting for, <laughs> says, yeah, it says, hunting for some golden gophers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. University of Minnesota. That's where she's at. I'm telling you, zoom in, zoom in on her face. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I know what Do you're you see saying. what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But she goes to a lot of universities, so it's not because she's that smart. No, not at all. But yes, there is a lot. This, the the top that she's wearing for when she does her athletics. It does not seem to properly cover. You know, you do know that Agent X3 was back in some kind of university back in August. Remember that? Oh, yeah. This covers... 
this yeah. covers a lot. Adam, these pictures are endless. And right, I'll tell you the what. Wow. We're gonna have to. Oh, she's it. she's in front of a of a of a wall. What? Okay, she's in front of a wall. Okay. And, and it has band names. Where is it? Where is it? Band where? names where on stars. It? Where? Uh, hold on, hold on. Just hold on. just a little bit after the University of Minnesota oh, stuff. Okay, so let me go back up. Let me go back up. So. She's got jean shorts on, some mm. rainbow shoes. Okay, I got it. I got it. I'm looking at it right now. And she's now. got bands behind her on the wall. Mm. It consists of the Radiohead, oh, the okay. Dead Weather, whatever that is, Trampled Shoot. by Turtles, Goo Goo Dolls, and the Black Crows. She's a fan of these bands. Apparently, she's standing in front of the wall. Oh. And it says, comment your suggested band name. This was my Radiohead. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I see what she's going for there. We're going to go ahead and read some of the names that the... <laughs> Let's see what they say. Nine Inch Nail. <laughs> how about that one? Um, my how, God. how dare he? <laughs> they're not offering. For, they're just kind of giving, uh, giving hearts and... Uh, they're not okay. Let's just see. Let's yeah. see. Let's, let's the, the bangles. How many comments? <laughs> the, <laughs> the the top one says the pleasure fuckers. Wow, <laughs> how subjective. Is there a band called the Womb Beaters? <laughs> the Womb Beaters? Jessica Weebers. <laughs> what is that? I don't know. Oh, I, don't I I'd give up White forever. Snake, to, I listen, guess. listen. What Ed 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 and Eddie ninety nine says. I'd give up forever to touch you, but I don't want to go home right now. I mean, anybody else. If something were to happen to Violet, it is the first person you would want to go ahead and contact. Law enforcement might want to contact. That's all I'm saying. Adam? Now, Mach 888 says he's got a whole list. 10cc, whole, meat puppets, Lou Reed and the Velvet Underground, Uh, Pearl Jam and Tool. There's one that says BJ Blowers. (laughs) Okay. Cherry Poppin' Tatties. (laughs) All right. Okay. Adam, I think we're going to go ahead and leave leave, leave Miss uh, Violet here, Adam. And we will let it up to our listeners to uh, enjoy a little bit more of this week's third birthday, my friend. I love it. Difficult being more mature than your father. Black button girls, you make the rocking world go round. I would still say, Adam, that the, uh, wow, I could just keep going down here. How many pictures are here? Shit. A lot. Jesus Christ. That's, good. that's a lot. That good was stuff. Really good one. You know, it's, he hasn't failed yet, man. That's what I'm talking about. That's, you can see why she's verified. Oh, yeah. Quality content. It's time for hashtag. What the police? All right, Adam. Tommy, are you ready? I'm ready. For the next entry in the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast, Horrific Means of Execution series. <laughs> this week we have the Brazen Bull. Do you, have you heard of the Brazen Bull? I'm going to close out the third birthday right now. <laughs> you're distracted. I, I need to go ahead and concentrate on what Let me give you the at. story of the Brazen Bull. Oh my God. Is it out of Spain again, Adam? No, this is from Sicily, actually. Okay. okay. Perilous of Athens invented and proposed it to Phalaris. The tyrant of Arrakis, Sicily, as a new means of executing criminals. The bull was said to be hollow and made entirely out of bronze with a door on one side. According to legends, the brazen bull was designed in the form and size of an actual bull and had an acoustic apparatus that converted screams into the sound of a bull. So inside, the person's being tortured, screaming, and there's pipes or whatever types of tubes that take that scream 
and it makes it sound like there's a bull grunting or whatever. Oh, right? wow. The condemned were locked inside the device, and a fire was set underneath it, he- heating the metal until the person inside was roasted to death. Oh, wow, that's, that's, that's brutal. And talking about the head, the head of the bull was designed with a system of tubes and stops so that the prisoner's screams were converted into sounds like a bellowing, infuriated bull. What year was this? Uh, this was uh, you know, 400 AD or something Holy like that. Holy God. Um, and also, inside that snout of the bull where the steam would escape, there was like incense placed there. So it was kind of to freshen the, the scent of that coming out, not to be rotting or burning flesh. It was actually incense to give a sweet smell. Wow, this is torture well thought out. I know. Uh, Phalaris is the, uh, the leader, the tyrant is said to have commanded that the bull be designed in such a way that its smoke rose in spiky, spicy clouds of incense. Mm. According to legend, when the bull was reopened after her body was charred, the victim's scorched bones then shone like jewels and were made into bracelets. Aye. Stories allege, after finishing construction on the execution device, Perilous said to Phalaris, his screams will come to you through the pipes at the as the tenderest, most pathetic and melodiest of bellowings. Perilous believed he would receive a reward for his invention. Instead, Phalaris, who was disgusted by these words, ordered its horn sound system to be tested by Perilous himself, <laughs> tricking him into getting in the bowl. That's fucked up, When Perilous entered, he was immediately locked in and the fire was set so that Phalaris could hear the sound of his screams. Before Perilous could die, Phalaris opened the door and took him away. After freeing him from the bull, Phalaris was then said to have taken Perilous to the top of a hill and thrown off, killing him. Uh, How merciful. Phalaris himself is claimed to have been killed in the brazen bull when he was overthrown by Telemachus, the ancestor of Theron. And this week's What the Frijoles is the brazen bull. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> Adam, our, uh, th- our Halloween special was about a month ago, Adam. <laughs> we haven't had another entry in our demented, demented execution series in quite a while. Since the sack with the cock and the, uh, and the, and the viper. <laughs> Are you sure the penis tree wasn't a... <laughs> oh... It's the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast, Sound of the Week. All right. Well, Tommy, as usual, we have a couple of new songs. Excellent. Uh, we'll start with this one here. This is by a band called NHC. The song entitled Devil That You Know. NHC consists of Dave Navarro, Taylor Hawkins, and Chris Chancey. Dave Navarro and Chris Chancey of Jane's Addiction fame, and Taylor Hawkins as well. Who's singing? I think it's the Chris guy. I think. There's there's another song on this uh, single that they sent out. The B-side has Taylor Hawkins singing. But this is the one that they released as their primary single. Okay. That just came out a couple of weeks ago. We've Taylor been, go- Hawkins we've been expanding, gone for a little bit. Expanding, a heavy hitter, Dave Navarro. He's, he's ready to work with anybody, it yeah. seems like. 
But now we can go on to the next song. Remember we had uh, an album by Adrian Smith and Richie Kotzen called yeah. Smith and Kotzen. Right. And Adrian Smith, Iron Maiden. Yes. And they got together recently. Uh, beginning of the year, actually. And they put together a couple of new songs. And they put out an EP that came out on Record Store Day, which was November 26th. And this is Better Days, where both Adrian and Richie play and sing for us. I really like the album that they put out. You heard the whole thing already? Yeah. And I always like Richie Cotson's singing. It's just really good. But they released that EP this last Friday. I like it. Pretty good, pretty good. I like it. And we also have some other sound. Uh, well, we've been gone for a little while. Some things have happened. There was a climate conference in Scotland. Okay. All the world leaders were there. Right. And uh, President Joe Biden was there. And in, in one of the... Uh, off hours of, or what off times of the, the conference wasn't going on. The he, leisure he time. He was meeting some of the uh, the royals, and he met Prince Charles, and he also met the Duchess of Cornwall, uh, Camilla Parker Bowles, his his wife. There was something that happened at that meeting. Now there was no audio of this uh, from major media outlets, but, but was our recording team our, there? <laughs> our events recording team was in place, <laughs> <laughs> and since this was a uh, <laughs> a climate conference, of course, Greta Thunberg was nearby while this meeting was happening. What's her name again? Greta Thunberg. Uh, Thunberg. It's, it's the girl that's, you know, very climate conscious. Is that the one that had the memes that she's yelling at a yes, Trump yes, yes. and all that? Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> okay. So she's nearby, but... Uh, in, we in, actually, truth, in truth, she's nearby. We, we actually did get uh, a recording of what was happening that was so controversial. Okay. The Duchess has not been able to stop mm -hmm. talking about it. We can just get the snippet that we have prepared here. So the best way to get something done, if you... If it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to... Oh, my. How dare you? I'm, we're going to get a lot done. How dare you? Come on, man. <laughs> so, so apparently... <laughs> He really, apparently, he, re, he released a, a very, a very long fart. She has not been able to stop talking about it. I searched for audio just on regular media sites, but luckily our team was in the area and they pulled, hold on. We can play that one more time. So the best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you, uh. Um, like to be able to. Oh my! How dare you! I'm, we're going to get a lot done. How dare you! I hope that her, I hope his depends had that on the control. Uh, 
It's the Tommy and Adam oh, Marketing man. Podcast. Sound oh. of the you week. You can't leave me, Adam. <laughs> it's lucky that we have that team out there. How dare you? Because they, they usually they would be local, but since we had all that time off, they were able to <laughs> go to the conference. Oh my gosh, Adam! Wow! How dare you? <laughs> oh, oh, that's too much, dude. Uh, Adam, I think it's time for us to get to get, to get on out of here. <laughs> Good times, oh. bad times. How dare you? That's funny. <laughs> Adam, I'll yes. have the good times today, man. Okay, good. You can do the bad times. Okay. <coughs> you okay over there? <laughs> go ahead, man. <laughs> you want me to go? I'm good. I'm good. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <clears throat> well, I don't. I don't know what I have. I don't know if it's good or bad. Okay. But for those of you listening, I'm going to hand Tommy Martinez a picture, and I'm going to let him tell me if this is good times or bad times. <laughs> let me see. Let me see. <laughs> oh, you got it. <laughs> That's good times, Anna. <laughs> you can't. We're gonna have to do two good times today. <laughs> I, I, I've come to find out that this is good times, but this is uh, <laughs> this is a toilet constructed by oh. Prince Midnight. <laughs> he is the same guy that constructed the guitar made of bones. Oh yeah, from his uncle supposedly. Supposedly, yes. And uh, he tells Loudwire, <laughs> one God. of our principal uh, information sources, make no mistake. This is not me taking a jab at, <laughs> at, Lars. <laughs> a jab at Lars. What I've handed Tommy Martinez is a photo. <laughs> Of a life-size porcelain version of Lars Ulrich in the 80s, 80s version of himself. But he is as a toilet. He is a serviceable toilet that has, has a bowl. And, but you sit in Lars's lap to do your business. That is horrible. Uh, this is, and he says, he's see. not taking a jab at Lars. This is my way, albeit unconventional, to honor Lars Ulrich of Metallica. I could have painted a picture or made a traditional sculpture, but no one would have even noticed. And really, that's not the kind of art and performance I do. The first band I ever loved was Metallica. The first record I became obsessed with. The first music I ever dove into. The first concert I ever attended. He fashioned the toilet's ornamentation using a ton of natural clay from the art store to sculpt the body and legs. <laughs> he explains, I used alginate to mold and cast my own hands and feet in resin. I saved the facial sculpt for last using photos of Lars from the 80s. Then, like the hands and feet, I made a mold and cast it in resin. I ran steel rebar through the whole thing (laughs) with fiberglass batting. My backyard has essentially been an auto body shop for the last couple of months. Midnight adds, some might find the concept of making this toilet to be a work of absurdism. (laughs) <laughs> or even feel offended by the notion that it's being presented as the work of fine art. But that's how every creative is treated when exploring new creative spaces. Adam. He's going to relocate it for public use. <laughs> In Tampa, Florida. Uh, brass mug on December 3rd. Adam, 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 yes. Adam. Did he explain why he left them without pants? <laughs> well, <all> these- <laughs> Are those steel rods by any chance in his front part there? <laughs> Where his stick fell it, it, Because it's it, looking horrible. It looks like he's kind of holding something out of yeah, the way. It, that, like it wouldn't dangle, you know. He's in hiding something underneath that yeah, shirt out of he's, so. he's pulling it up. <laughs> <laughs> I think, well, it could be bad times. I don't think Lars is too flattered on that one. <laughs> 
I don't know if this one is good times or bad times either, Adam. Okay, but I'll good. just go ahead and read you the. Uh, I will read you the uh, title to this one, Adam. Okay. And then we'll move on to the good times. According to Loudwire, Adam, to uh, Phil Trap of Loudwire on the actually this week on the twenty second, Adam. Okay. Ted Nugent wants to give Kyle Rittenhouse a lifetime supply of ammunition. <laughs> 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 this is subjective. I don't know who it could be good to. I well, don't know. I mean, it's good for Kyle. He doesn't have to buy any more bullets. <laughs> so we're just that's that one. Just go ahead and figure that one on his own. Sure. We'll leave our liberal and conservative listeners up to that's good or bad. <laughs> that's that'll be ambiguous times, Adam. Wow. But I do have some good times, Adam. Okay, good. And I have some good times because it's a strike, Adam, at cancel culture. I love it. You can't, I, I can't beat wait that. to hear it. You can't beat that. Yeah, I love Adam it. Queens Brian Maine. This is according to also to uh, Loudwire, twenty sixth of November, by Taylor Linsenmeyer. He was the writer of this little article right here. It says Queens Brian May Adam speaks out against the Brit Awards gender inclusive categories. Okay, what does that mean? Not gender inclusive categories. They went and changed it, Adam. Check it out. I'm going to read this to you. Okay. Uh, this week, we learned Artist of the Year and International Artist of the Year awards would replace the traditional male and female categories mm. of the past. The change will go into action next year, Adam. Oh. So it's no longer male or female, Adam. So back in the day, Whitney Houston would have been going head to head with Michael Jackson. Probably, and yeah. I see. May spoke to the mirror about how the decision was part of a frightening trend, Adam. Frightening. That, that's frightening, Adam. Yeah. It is. I agree with May on this one, yeah. Adam. And by the way, he's a doctor. That's true. It's a decision that has been made without enough thought. Hmm. May continues to suggest a lot of things work quite well and can be left alone. Can we give Brian May a stadium applause, please? Because this is incredible. Sounds, yes. like, a, sounds like a bit of a voice of reason. He it? is absolute reason and responsible reason, if you ask me, Adam. Sure. I get so sick of people trying to, to change things without thinking of the long-term consequences. He adds some of these things are an improvement. Some of them are not. And that's a quote, Adam. Sure. He went on to say that he believed Queen wouldn't be considered diverse enough by today's standards to receive recognition <laughs> at award ceremony. Wow. We would be forced to have people of different colors and same on different sexes, and we would have to have a trans person. Oh my God. <laughs> he's he's going to the extreme on that, but he's yeah. probably right. You know, life doesn't have to be like that. We can uh, be separate and at the same time be different. That's just correct. Sure. The decision to change Brit's award system came after non-binary singer Sam Smith criticized the awards for a lack of inclusivity. So one now guy's are, criticism. Now, are the non-binary people, are those the alien people? Like, what's her name? Like uh, Demi Lovato? Non-binary. I think that's where you don't classify yourself as either man or woman. So you either so you wouldn't be fall under any category. So like you'd be like a unicorn and shit like that. Maybe he was pushing for a non-binary category where he could probably take it home like every year. He could just have like you know for the next forty years he could have forty Grammys. Is that what <laughs> I guess so? Or Brit Awards or whatever we're Music talking about. Music for me has always been about unification. Not division, Smith says, mm. in a uh, since-deleted post. I look forward to the time when award shows can be reflective of the society we live in. 
What society is that? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, what, what's the, wh- where does he live at? Uh, where I live at, I see men and women. I don't see uh, what what are they nine binaries? I don't see that in my category. I'm an HR guy by by training. I don't see that category on on the list that you check off. Have you checked the forms? The the forms have probably been altered. <laughs> I, I think there is. I think you can get alien. I think if you go and you get a driver's <clears throat> license under sex, I think you could put like an X, like a nine binary, like like I don't. That's, I don't claim you to know be either what? one. I got you, man. I know where they're coming with this. I get it. But I'm with Brian May on But he one. makes sense. He That's says, absolute good news that somebody with some yeah. fucking sense comes out and says, you know what? This is bullshit. It, this, all these words, it says it simply. This is fucking bullshit. He says, some of these changes are for the good, but not everything. Not not all these sweeping changes. I agree. All these, yeah. I absolutely agree, dude. Okay. Some of these changes are for the good. Mm-hmm. You know, because before the law, guess what, dude? We're all equal. Mm-hmm. That's the bottom line. And I get that and I support that 100%. Not this changing because changing is acceptable and we should go and do this because somebody wants it to change. Like whatever this guy is, and then Chad Smith, whatever the hell his name is. Good for you, Mr. Brian May. And- Woof. It got me stirred Good times, up. bad times. I'm, I'm ready to. I'm ready to, to vote for Brian May. <laughs> Has he naturalized to the U.S.? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> hey, but he did. He probably did deflect some tax action. I don't know. Mm, I bet he did. I I don't know. Well, Tommy, do you got anything else for us, dude? I have nothing else. We got about three hours here that we gotta <laughs> figure out how we're gonna <laughs> raise this out today. It's kind of weird doing this at, on a Saturday night, but you know, cool. Well, it's a restful weekend. Yeah, it is. It's It's an extended weekend. You know, what the hell? Well, as always, we want to thank our legion of listeners, our fans, and whoever else subjects themselves to this podcast. We really appreciate it. Keep in mind, life is not that serious, nor is anything we said on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Again, search the keywords, the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcast app, RSS podcast, CastBox, Himalaya. Owl Trail, and everywhere else this podcast is on demand and streaming. Activate the notification icon to be notified when we are online and tell a friend or an enemy. I'm Adam Tate. And I am Tommy Martinez. Today is November 27, 2021, and you are listening to the Tommy and Adam Hard to Name Podcast. Remember to always play it often, play it loud, but play it. Yeah. The Tommy and Adam Hard to Name podcast is produced by Dadakoa Promotions. Yeah! Which are the cancers? Dadakoa Promotion. Warning, you're fat.